Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and on this nasty, rainy, thunderstorm day, I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm tired. I was up really late playing Animal Crossing. Did I surpass you last night? How late were you? Were you up? It's not important. Like two? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that you were offline for an hour and you said one o'clock and I was like, shit, I should probably go to bed. Yikes. Well, we'll get to uh, what's been keeping you up late at night and playing a particular game during work hours. I think every time I signed on to that game you were playing yeah my morning meetings are really dull um is it still morning at two o'clock in the afternoon because you were on then too i also have a i have a lunch break for a half an hour and then i have two 15 minute breaks that i'm allowed oh okay. during the day and it's... i'm sitting in my apartment working like 12 hour days because there's no like clear distinction between my living room and my kitchen it's just one room so i'm like okay i'll take my lunch break with some eggs and some animal crossing it's a tough operating model to get used to it really is but speaking of tough operating models we have yeah. a guest today yeah joining us from Tarkaron island we have zach zach how are you doing man i'm all right how about uh, i don't know what you just said but <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, i agree with all, all right, of it I mean, uh, well, you can't blame Ryan for spending so much time on Animal Crossing because he has been playing a game that's been out for one week. He's been playing it for two weeks now, so it's pretty crazy how that works. Yeah, it's interesting that, uh, Ryan, you started the game last Friday, but it said you've been playing for like seven days at that See, point. See, I have no idea how that happened because I've never time-traveled yeah, yeah. into the past. Like, I've never gone back to like 2000 or like even a week <laughs> in the past. Like, Can I've only go- jumped like a few days in the in the future to get some uh, packages to arrive for Lauren and Rusty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying it either, Zach. But, um, and then I duplicated items and I have like a hundred royal crowns worth one mil each. Well, the interesting thing oh, is, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. last time I checked, you were, you'd played the game for over 80 hours, which just do some, that's not true. Yeah. It, that's what it says. It, it has to be true. Okay. So I will open up my Switch now, but yeah, it says you were over 80 hours, and if I just do some quick, you know, back-of-the-napkin math, that's like 11 hours a day, starting from last Friday. That's potentially true. Hmm. So just a little heads up, you know, Ryan, you might want to consult Karen about that. Could yeah, be- no, after the first week, I will uh, I'll slow down to a normal routine. But Okay, yeah, I, I'm offline right now because I don't have my switch synced up to your wi-fi which is fine it's for the best my the number that you last saw officially was like 55 hours no it was 75 last night was it, it was 75 yeah i checked myself yeah, yeah shut up Je- zach i don't need <laughs> your opinion on that one it's 55 and i'm sticking with it <laughs> all right ryan whatever happens, this, is, yeah. this is what the quarantine is doing to us it is it, yeah no i'll blame it on corona yeah, no, and it, I, I don't think there's ever been a time, and again, I'm, I'm only 27, I don't know, but video games have only been around for so long, but I would say in the past like two decades, there's never been a better time for like a singular game to come out yeah. than Animal Crossing yeah. with what we're facing with COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously they're unprecedented. It's, it's saving lives. It, I mean, it's, I think it's, in, in some regards, it probably is. I mean, I think Ryan, myself, and many thousands and potentially millions of others would be going nuts if we didn't have something that was as stimulating and entertaining 
as Animal Crossing. It's probably easily sold yeah. a couple million copies. Yeah, I mean, it's selling out everywhere. I feel bad for uh, Logan, friend of the show. He was on a couple episodes back because he's looking everywhere for a Switch and he can't get one, and he's not alone. I mean, I think everyone, you know, we're kind of finding ourselves in a Wii situation here back in 2006 or whenever the Wii came out, mm-hmm. that uh, no one can find the Switch because it's the perfect, not only family console, it has, you know, Mario Party, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, all these very group family-oriented games, but Animal Crossing, I think for many people, was just that last game that really put people over the edge. And it's just so inviting for both veterans and newcomers alike. But uh, we'll be doing a deep dive on Animal Crossing later in the show, people. Don't even worry about it. But uh, Even though you can't, you can't deep dive in Animal Crossing New Horizons, though, they took that feature out. Yeah, they did. But you, you're <laughs> on an island that you would be visiting. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to anyone who has outside furniture because <laughs> I'm currently decorating my outside. If you have grills <laughs> or smokers or anything, hit me up. I need that Ooh. and I'll pay one and a half times the ticket price. The asking price? Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of, feel free to um, share your friend codes in the Discord link in the show notes. Ryan and I will probably do be doing the same at the end of this episode. Um, visit our towns or visit our islands. It's lots of fun. Um but yeah, we'll be getting to lots of Animal Crossing discussion later in the show. Couple uh, things that we just have to, you know, check off the box, if you will. We have a guest on. We always want to get to know our guests better. I think I've known Zach for, I don't know, Zach, it's got to be eight plus years at this point, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think we probably started talking back in 2011, 2012-ish, maybe. Um, maybe earlier than that. I don't know, but... Um, for those that haven't, you know, been talking to you and playing Tales of Asperia with you for eight plus years, um, what are some of your like earliest gaming memories? You know, playing games because I know, I think you're a few years younger than Ryan and I. No, I'm actually a couple of decades older. <laughs> wow, just, uh... <laughs> you age really well. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to even get time on Animal Crossing with my five kids running around. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I honestly. So, in all honesty, though, I haven't played any video games yet. So, I don't, is this a video game podcast? I'm in <laughs> oh, man. I'm actually a zookeeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm only around animals. So, I mean, early, I actually grew up with Super Nintendo and N64, which doesn't really make sense considering I'm 23. I was born in 1996. Okay. But uh, I was born, luckily, born into Super Nintendo, N64. And GameCube were all, like, childhood years for me. I must have been, like, a toddler playing the Super Nintendo, but, I mean, I was always Nintendo up until, well, I stayed Nintendo my whole life, but I didn't really get another system until Xbox 360, probably, so yeah. it was really just a Nintendo household for the long, longest time. You know, I'd play games with my brother and my sister. We'd play Goldeneye. That's one of my earliest memories. There's a game called Pirates of Dark Water on the Super Nintendo, which is hmm. like a beat 'em up that we used to play together. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but GameCube is still the fondest uh, system to me. Just it's my favorite system in general, but it's also the one I have the most memories of because I guess that's kind of when yeah. I was coming into my own the most. Yeah. As a young video gamer. That's awesome because I mean, that was another question I was going to ask. Is just kind of what what console you were <laughs> most fond of and. 
I guess the GameCube, did you receive that specifically for like a, a Christmas or, or holiday, uh, like a birthday or anything like that? Or did your brother kind of already have that? It was something that we all got. Uh, my brother, my sister, and I all got it as one gift. We had to share it, but we got it for Christmas. And it came with three games. I think it came with... Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's really hard to remember. But I think Melee was one of the games we mm-hmm. got with it. And then there was Driven, which is a, oh, yeah. a, like formula, a-, a formula racing game. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I forget what the other one was. There was one more... We got like three games with it, and my brother and my sister are seven and around seven and ten years older than me, so they're kind of. My brother's the one who was most into gaming that uh, got me into it, probably just for, from being around it so much. Yeah. So, what was your favorite game on the GameCube? Favorite game on the GameCube is uh, was. Between Animal Crossing, actually, and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Okay. See, I never played... I would say, um... I would say now, if I were to say now, it would be Paper Mario, for sure. I think it's it's one of my favorite games of all time, so... My only exposure to Thousand Year Door is just the phenomenal soundtrack. I've come across music from the game in many you know music compilations that I listen to while at work or preparing for the podcast and things like that. Um, but I really have no exposure to the series. I remember watching um, a neighbor friend of mine growing up playing the N64 version, um, but it sounds like Thousand Year Door is really the one that's probably held in the highest of regard uh, in the series. Yeah, I would say if you were going to play one, I would play the N64 one first because it holds up incredibly well. Oh, really? And and if you enjoy that one, then you'll definitely enjoy the GameCube one, so it just it'll only go up from there. But it's... the N64 one, I really like as well i actually didn't beat it until a couple years ago but i went back to it through the virtual console and it's just so good it's one of the most ageless games from the n64 for sure Hmm. that's interesting it'd be wonderful if uh, nintendo would put n64 games on the switch virtual console then i could maybe make that happen Mm. (laughs) then you could have you could have a handheld paper mario it was actually good too yeah, what's the deal with uh, Color Splash? Wasn't that the latest 3DS game? The Sticker Star was the 3DS game. Color Splash was the Wii U game, but they're oh. both in this whole, held in a similar regard. Okay. Uh, Sticker Star was rough though for Paper Mario fans because it really abandoned some of the core mechanics and things that people loved about the original two games. I don't understand what it is with Nintendo and some of their flagship. RPG series. I mean, obviously, mainly being the Mario and Luigi games, which um, rest in peace. What was the developer of that series? I can't remember. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't, I can't remember either. I can't quite remember. But them and the Paper Mario games, it just seems to have really kind of peaked during that GameCube, Game Boy Advance era, and then just really kind of has gone downhill over the years, which is unfortunate because. I was a tremendous fan of Superstar Saga, the Game Boy Advance game from Mario and Luigi, and it sounds like obviously people were huge fans of Thousand Year Door, and then after that, it just kind of went downhill. I hope they can find it can find new life on the Switch. Um, there's just a lot of series I hope find new life on the Switch. Mario Golf being another one, F Zero. We can go down a rabbit hole with that. But yeah, I mean, there's a notable rumor going around that uh, gained a little bit of traction that they're actually going to have a new Paper Mario game that is. A return to form, is okay. what they, they call it. But 
you know, the person who made this rumor was someone who actually, I think, got all the games right at the last E3 presentation. Like, they said all the games that would be presented and they were right. Oh, interesting. And, uh, okay. So there's some traction to it. They, this rumor also said there would be a 2D Metroid game again, oh, okay. I believe. And, and this is like a new one, not the um, Samus Returns remake on the 3DS. This is like an, another one they're thinking that's going to happen? Yeah, this is, this is a rumor that came out like this year, like a month or two ago. That'd be interesting because I... Then you have to wonder, is this just a placeholder for Metroid Prime 4 then? You know, and they're just going to kind of like, hey, hopefully this ties you over until Prime 4 in like two more years. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess so being such a big fan of the GameCube then, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash has got to be your favorite Mario Kart then, right? Well, let's take it easy. <laughs> Mario Kart Double Dash is definitely top two. Okay. But uh, Mario, Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 is the definitive best Mario Kart game. There's no question. Okay. No question. No one could even have a different opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It is the only right one. I've heard that opinion of opinions. Yeah. (laughs) I I haven't played enough of 8 on the Switch. I never, obviously I didn't have a Wii U, so I never played it on there. I probably put mm, 12 to 15 hours maybe on the Switch and it is excellent, but very much like Smash, at least for me personally, it's, it's a party game. It's a game that's really at its best when you're playing with friends. And I yeah, just I haven't think played. You left that one night before we started picking playing uh, Mario Kart. That's right. When we had some friends over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the or track you drink selection. And drive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I've never actually played uh, Birio Kart before. Really? Yeah. God, where were you in college? I, I mean, it's almost like we weren't friends. Didn't drink alcohol in college <laughs> yeah. at all. But um. But yeah, no, I I think the track selection is phenomenal. I'm so happy they brought back Baby Kart or uh, what is it, Baby Park from the mm-hmm. Double Dash. I love that track. Um, for the game. There's just a lot of memorable ones. They have an Animal Crossing one, and I love how the Zelda one, oh, you, yeah. you pick up rupees instead of coins. It's just very inventive, very clever, as you'd expect from Nintendo. But um, it's definitely one of those games where if I'm having kind of gamer burnout, I don't really know what to go to. Mm-hmm. I'll throw on a movie or a, a podcast and just burn through Mario Kart on 50cc and just collect coins and unlock new um, wheels and cars and things um, like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen anymore because it'll always be Animal Crossing. Well, that's true. Anytime. That's true. That is my new, new grind, relaxing game for sure. So, what do you think of the three-track requirement on the new uh, Mario Kart? Because don't aren't you forced into doing three tracks at a time instead of like picking a specific track? Oh, is um, that right? That might be. That might the be the case. The yeah. Really? I don't know. I mean, I know when I'm playing, like, circuits, it's always four races, like, four different tracks. Yeah. That you go Can you through. do one singular track? I don't I mean, think the, you could. Maybe on, like, a free play, I'm, I'm sure, if you're playing with friends. I don't know. I haven't really played multiplayer. Yeah, because when we did it, it was still in the circuits. Like, you still had to go through multiple tracks. There's got to be a way. That sounds... Yeah, it's, it was weird. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's something to look into no, for sure. I mean, you just you got to set aside ten minutes when you're going to play, okay? that's right what if you're on the go you know you got one before you leave Mm -hmm. what are you doing play animal crossing then yeah exactly (laughs) yeah collect some bells sell your fruit yeah the daily activities Um, your neighbor with some axes or sell your animals yeah sell your neighbors (laughs) yeah sell your neighbors Mm mm-hmm I'm still waiting to like give fruit to my neighbors and like breed them like in or in uh, Minecraft, but mm. we can only get so many. Yeah, I think that's patch version one point two point three. That'll be uh, yeah, maybe late May. I hear. 
Um, yeah. One game I want to pick your brain about, Zach, because I've always been a big fan. I haven't played it in at least, gosh, five, more than five years, probably about 10 years now. Um, and it's a game I think you're fond of, and that's Pokemon Coliseum. Hmm. Well, um, Pokemon XD is the one I played the most of, but pretty okay. much they're pretty much they're very similar. Like okay. the Coliseum was the first one I just happened to play XD. Uh, never got around to beating Coliseum, but they share a lot of similarities. But I mean, before Pokemon Sword and Shield, when people were talking about how they want a home console Pokemon game, uh, people kind of over overlooked those a lot. When yeah. I think they're really, it was a really unique uh, take on it. You know, the whole Shadow Pokemon thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a very different ball game than something like Sword and Shield, where it's got a an actual full region of new Pokemon and world to explore, but as a like a standalone game, I think it's great. Still, in my favorite GameCube games too. Was XD the one where you could get Dark Lugia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I only played Coliseum. Yeah, I had I, um, a lot of fun with those. I I really enjoyed Coliseum. And your point, Zach. Whenever anyone said like, "Gosh, I wish we just had a consoleized version of Pokemon," I'd always point them to Coliseum because I felt like it was a very admirable to your point take on a consoleized pokemon game and again it, it there's definitely some very unique differences and many of which many people were not fond of but i thought it was a definitely an admirable job for sure and i actually have xd gale of darkness i think is the subtitle on that but i never played it okay so maybe, maybe someday mm-hmm. for sure um okay what, else, what other questions i have for you here you know you always got to talk about your desert island games your your favorites your goats if you will do you have a favorite game of all time, or maybe just top three? Um, shoot. Uh, well, favorite game of all time would probably be some. We mentioned a lot of my favorites already, so it would be somewhere in the realms of Animal Crossing, uh, Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, and pretty much all the Smash Bros. games. But right now, Ultimate is my favorite. I think it's my favorite of all of them right now so yeah because i mean that would you, probably be up there yeah i saw your um you were giving me crap about my animal crossing playtime and i get it's a week but like i looked at your smash time and it's like 600 hours i think it's over 495 well, yeah it was at least 500 from what i saw it was around 500 but yeah, it doesn't count all the other uh systems i played on and stuff so yeah i mean probably I, around I'd, somewhere like that i'd put a hundred thousand bells right now that come end of June, you're gonna have over two hundred hours in Animal Crossing Ryan. Easy. Probably five hundred by end of year, no question. End of June. End of <laughs> April. I mean you just like, do some extrapolation. Yeah, you just yeah. do some extrapolation here. I mean you're already eight hours eighty hours in, in one week. In a month that's eight times four is a thirty two. That's three hundred and twenty hours, right? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. So Eight times four. I'm looking forward to seeing that hour count just steadily increase. See, like, my issue is, like, I I don't know how you play Animal Crossing, Zach, but I always love <laughs> collecting the catalog and filling that up and then allowing me to customize as much as possible. And I change my mind right. a lot. So if I want to... The thing that irritates me is there's that thing called the Happy House or Happy Home Academy where people rate your house every Sunday mm-hmm. and then you get cool mm-hmm. prizes and like plaques that your house is up to a certain standard. And like, I think on this one, I'm at 20,000 yeah. is my rating. 
and you get a cool like silver plaque. I'm like, ah, some virtual data code recognizes that I'm doing good work. <laughs> but that's about yeah. it. Because your your uh, your employer sure is you know hell is not you know validating you at all. So you might as well have a Animal Crossing game do the same. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I. Which one is your favorite Animal Crossing? Because you said you started on the GameCube, the I think the original one yeah. that was localized. So, what did you think of that when you first played it? Well, it was it was my world then, and it's my world now. So I haven't changed much. <laughs> it's like, I, but back then we used to have to actually. The first time I played it, we rented it from Blockbuster, you know, and it's one of those ones you'd have to revisit and rent a couple times. But uh, I would have to actually wait my turn, and you know we would have to take turns because we all lived on the same yeah. in the same town, all three of us. So uh, that was a different experience for sure. Because now it's just me, so I don't have other people on my sharing my island. So it's very solo, other than the online aspects. But mm-hmm. it used to be a more communal thing, and but still, it was Animal Crossing the original might still be my favorite but i would say easily already new horizons is like the best animal crossing i mean he's got the most to offer as i said the same thing about new leaf and then this is just another step above that so yeah i'm interested but i've, I've played every animal crossing so yeah i would definitely have to agree with this is gonna go down as the best and especially mm-hmm. with like the expansions that they're adding i mean we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about the direct but they had the uh, April first update of mm-hmm. adding like Easter stuff or Bunny Day, and like yeah. the amount of stuff that they can bring, like different furniture sets that they they don't currently have in there. I'm guessing right now, but they can add thousands of items later. Is great. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be a very seasonal game that um, they're gonna cater. Obviously, their furniture updates and things of that nature to um, to patch in all that stuff. And I think it's gonna be awesome. Hopefully. Um, like the, I think the GameCube and New Leaf, they have like the Master Sword and like Star Fox's ship. Oh, like that is, kind is of like yeah. Nintendo memorabilia. Well, there, there's nice. definitely some yeah. subtle nods I've seen so far. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, New Leaf had the whole. They had a pretty much a whole feature just for Nintendo items, where it was like you'd go to the shop and buy fortune cookies yeah and when you opened them up there would be nintendo items oh, i forgot about that so you'd have to like do street pass and stuff like that in order to get the fortune cookies because it took what's known as play coins which is like the 3ds thing you get for doing street pass enough times and some of the other me games yeah yeah huh so i mean hopefully they do something like that because there hasn't really been any sign of that but I'm, I'm optimistic that just like with smash bros they'll give some sort of recurring new content and that's a step forward they could take to like you it won't get stale after a year like they'll still have stuff free to do mm-hmm. yeah and hopefully they bring geroids back yeah lauren was asking about that and i was like yeah I the only geroid any. i've seen is when you're like adding a bridge mm-hmm. is like, it pronounced geroid that 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 can't be right is it gyroid Gyroid is how I've pronounced them my whole life. So I've always called him Gyroids. Yeah, Lauren and I have always called him Gyroids. You kind of shaking my worldview, Zach. I was like, wait, <laughs> what the hell are you saying over there? Yeah, now? you're threatening to jump off earlier, but like me destroying your world. This is <laughs> wait, no, it's 100% Gyroid because they're gyrating. 
I never put that two and two together. We've always called them gyroids, but <laughs> well, now my world's being destroyed. <laughs> That's deeply disturbing to me. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, okay. I mean, yeah, gy- gyroids are a staple of the yeah. series, and they're gone. And, I mean, there's some suspect uh, characters being left out of this game, which didn't seem to make sense, which is why I'm optimistic they'll be added in at some point. It would be nice. Through updates. Well, because there was that, like, I don't know if he was a goat or an alpaca. The one you got gold furniture. I think his name was Reese. Reese's? Yeah, you got got Reese. uh, And there was one other one, I forget the other one's name. But yeah, they had the retail store in New Leaf. Oh, that's right. Hopefully, you can get gold furniture. Yeah. Or else, besides that giant mecha thing, why am I saving gold? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess um, going back to the original Animal Crossing, Zach, like what what about it were you just so interested in? Like what what was the magic of the original Animal Crossing? Because I personally never played it. My simulation game, like of choice growing up, that I just loved was really the first Sims, and then kind of dipping my toes into you know Roller Coaster Tycoon and things of that nature. But but what about the first Animal Crossing just really sucked you in? I don't know. Just there's a certain charm to it. I mean, it started to put myself in my shoes. I don't know how young I was at that point. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it now, I just like I really admire how revolutionary it was and that you didn't really have any games and there still aren't many games that operate on a real world clock that reflect like the seasons as you're actually living them. That's yeah. And you could celebrate holidays and stuff like that. But it's also super unique and that you could have your own community little community and customize your town. All these unique animals. Uh, animals were a lot more of a focus in the original than they are now, where you just, as 90% of what you would do every day is do like little chores and do uh, errands for the townspeople. Like they would constantly forget, like, oh, I left my eyeglasses at Rolls. Can you go get it for me? Yeah. Stuff like that. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm so interested just because I was watching Happy Console Gamer, Johnny Millennium's review of the game. And he was capturing footage of, of him playing the original on GameCube. And it was just so interesting to see just the graphical style, obviously, and how far it's come with New Horizons. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine if I had played that game um, when I was you know, a lot younger, when it had originally come out, I probably would have been just as invested and, and sucked into that game for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is interesting. That's the one thing uh, I was talking with my brother about. I'm, I keep we keep inching into New Horizons already, but I'm like, I know I know the one, the one thing about New Horizons that we kind of miss is that there's not much as much to do with the other animals and stuff as it used to be, where you constantly being doing errands before and it, but the weird thing about the GameCube version is there's always the same specific items that they'd like forget at other animals' houses, so you'd have I've... people constantly asking you like I left my tissue box. At my at my friend's house, can you go pick it up? I'm like, what is going on here? People are leaving their contacts and and uh, just some weird stuff. You have to go pick up. Have you run into that at all in New Horizons? Because I've run into a couple people losing some books, and like, I had one bird that was fighting with my lifter guy. Like, hey, I got in a fight, and like, I I'm afraid to go talk to him. Can you deliver this like? Uh, peace offering so I went over to like buff bird guy and I was like hey man 
fluffy or whatever, flurry, uh, is scared of you because you're pumping iron over here. Here's this thing. And he's like, oh, cool. And then I ran a thing back to her. Uh, have you run into any of that yeah. in New Horizon? I mean, a little bit here and there. I haven't gotten uh, much interesting things like that yet, but. I know in like in New Leaf, especially, they really dialed it back. I guess to make it more natural in a way, because in the GameCube one, you literally have an option to be like, "What can I do for you?" or "Can I do something?" So you just yeah. constantly be running around asking people to do errands. In this one, it's more like, "Oh, just like in a real community, they might have something for you to do every now and then, but not every day, all day." Mm-hmm. Just constantly losing everything. <laughs> yeah. I lost my bed. Why is it by the beach? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you're not asking questions at that point. You're just yeah. <laughs> running the air in. Um, so yeah, we can obviously just derail into a long episode of Animal Crossing talk, which we will get to in the back half of the show. But there is, um, I guess, one or two questions I still have for you, Zach. One is, I know we share a mutual love of licensed games, particularly on the GameCube, PS2, Xbox era. And so maybe like what was your earliest licensed game you remember playing? Um, I know we were both big fans of SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, but uh, like I guess what drew you to those games? Was it just your love of Nickelodeon and a lot of those cartoons? I don't know. It's probably something like that. I mean, I grew up in cartoons and stuff like that. And when I would uh, rent games from Blockbuster back in the day, which was pretty much like 90% my game Cube era, I would get a lot of licensed games then, mm-hmm. and you know, those, I mean, those obviously, as, as a child, you're likely drawn to those things. Like, oh, it's I would be asked to like pick a game from the shelf, and I'd pick Scooby Doo or whatever, yeah, know, just because I knew what it was. But I just have continued to have an appreciation for them mm-hmm. uh, even now, even though a lot of them aren't very polished, and it's just cool to find gems from an era where. It was just second nature to make a game based on every movie and and uh, license yeah. that comes out. It's like nowadays it's gotten a lot different where it's like every new movie release does not have a video game associated with necessar- necessarily. Yeah, no, but it's true. Back in the day, it was like to find a diamond in the rough is really something. And I mean, I find most of the SpongeBob games to be pretty surprisingly uh it comes down to whether the developer cares to put in the effort or not yeah so, but like i mentioned before the the pirates of dark water is a game on super nintendo which i didn't really know when i was playing it at the time but after when i got older i realized it was actually a licensed game based on some cartoon that i'd never actually watched okay. but it just happened to be a, a real a game we really enjoyed yeah it is a shame, and it's something I really miss. I and I've I've been looking for PS4 and Switch, and there's there's some of them out there that are based on more recent movies and stuff like that. But the How to Train Your Dragon movies, I'm a huge fan of. That'd be amazing. I saw that there was uh, a game based on the third movie, and it was like this weird isometric strategy game. And I'm like, why? Like I should be riding around mm-hmm. on Toothless and then platforming around these levels and collecting a bunch of random. Items. Could you imagine like a Nino Kuni two kind of like build your new settlement? Because like the whole premise of the second one is they can't live on girth or whatever the birth. What's 
What's the name girth. of the island? Girth. girth. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. really girthy island that they got there. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So they get off a of girth and they have to like start a new colony on the thing. Mm-hmm. What if the premise was like one, you're saving dragons on a dragon? Awesome. Yeah. And then you're also building up your new settlement to protect from like other. No. That'd be awesome. You got it all wrong. There's, there's there's one prerequisite for licensed games you have to understand, and that's can't be a fully developed world. It has to be like janky. It could it can be it could be some good fundamentals, but it's not going to be something that takes too much effort. That's like yeah, because like every, every now and then you get one that's like wow, that's really impressive. But every but usually the game is like it's a uh, more bite sized compared to. Most games nowadays, like not not long to beat, and fairly simple in in terms of how they operate. But well, because Paramount and the you know the movie studios that own the rights to a lot of those TV shows back in the day, those cartoons, it's not like they were gonna fund some triple A blockbuster video game like The Last of Us or anything like that. Yeah, it was really just yeah. an afterthought to just say, hey, um, a new Incredibles movie is maybe planned in ten years. Why don't you just randomly make Rise of the Underminer uh, as part of you know, some kind of licensing deal, whatever it is, or um, for however many SpongeBob games they pumped out over the years. Like, they were just kind of afterthoughts of games. But still, to your point, Zach, there were so many diamonds in the rough. I mean, no one would have thought Tack and the Power of Juju could have been a fun 3D platformer. But lo and behold, Mm. it's actually a delightful little 3D platformer, you know? And um, Battle for Bikini Bottom is... Um, maybe not aged incredibly well, but it's still going back to it. It's a fun game to play. And surprisingly enough, it's actually very popular in the speedrunning community. And believe it or not, it's getting, I'm still not under <laughs> the full belief, but it's getting a remaster, the rehydrated version of the game. And at some point hmm. this year, who knows when that's going to happen. But um, but yeah, I mean, to this day, um, I still go back and you know browse eBay and find so many 3D platformers and just licensed games that I never knew existed. Uh, and there's still just dozens of others that are still to be found, at least for me personally. I know for me, um, I actually downloaded Pete's nine-hour P- every PS2 game stream. So he did a stream where it was this video of someone that used emulation to capture footage from every PS2 game ever, just like quick 10-second clips. And Pete watched it and commentated on all of the different games. And it's fun to kind of build your wish list of games because Pete has an endless knowledge of video games. So for him to spectate on these random games, like, oh, Neopets and the survival of Santa Claus or whatever random game. And he's like, that's actually Neopets. He's like, that's a fun little uh, 3D platformer. You should check it out. It's kind of like Jack and Daxter. I'm like, I never would have known that, you know? Apparently Neopets, because I Googled it, I don't know, maybe like four or five months ago, has turned into like one of those free-to-play kind of cash grabs. Oh yeah, like a bunch of like Wheel of Fortune stuff, like as a browser-based yeah, type thing. Okay, still. interesting. But it's oh. still alive and kicking, just like Club Penguin. Were you ever a, a much fan of love? Much love. <laughs> you know what? No, Zach... I, never, I never played Club Penguin, but uh, I did. I did play Neopets a lot. Did you? Okay. Interesting. I think you also played a little game called Toontown, didn't you? I did play Toon town that was great as well and i mean i've also played runescape so we all got things <laughs> that was my there. next question <laughs> <laughs> we're all friends here we all have some uh, common interests i suppose runescape i was really into like i was never a hardcore uh like very good top level player but i would always i would go on and do stupid stuff this is my being drawn to like 
simulation games that would go on there and pretend to to do stuff, pretend to have like this home and pretend to uh have a girlfriend. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're really GP for girlfriend. Yeah. So many. I would literally I would literally go on there and be like, You wanna be my RuneScape GF? <laughs> shoot, shoot. I wonder if that's still going here. on. <laughs> Is that part are we gonna get like reported? <laughs> yeah. Get banned from the game. Yeah, those were good times. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was um I was a huge fan of Toontown. That went that was basically my monthly allowance was playing my or was paying my monthly subscription fee for that game. Yeah, really it good, time. good time. Oh, it, was, it was so good. It was amazing. And then just all and the I different was, I was sad when it got shut down. Yeah, I was too. I mean it was such a fun game to rush to my my dad's work laptop actually. That's what I played on back in the day. And you'd just have that central hub area where all of your friends would congregate and you'd hop on that little trolley and it would take you to like wasn't it like random little mini games that would help help you accumulate money or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was just so much fun. And then there were those um there were basically raids where you'd go to like the cog world and there were those giant yeah. towers <laughs> where you would just have to go to floors of cogs and just get through them each and you were just throwing pies and using little squirt guns and things like that to kill them so it was an rpg did you level up in any way or was it you were just trying to get pies and stuff like yeah no you leveled up i i don't remember all the little nuances zach do you remember anything like specifically Um, i just remember you could like get certain attacks and stuff i don't remember what the end goal was because i remember there was always uh most of the big stuff was like sealed off for like the premium membership. I That's think. That's right. Because there would yeah. be like these big like golf courses and stuff. These are just like vague memories. I'm trying to remember, but they're like uh, I remember what really wanted to do those, but it's for paid members only. So yeah. Well, I also I remember too. You could um like teleport to your house, and it was kind of like this single singular zoned off area. Where I think your friends oh, could, yeah. could visit you, and it, it's it was kind of like Animal Crossing in a sense because you could kind of outfit your town with different items that maybe you could purchase at stores or something like that. Okay. Um, but I just remember that central town area where there were just shops and stores, and there was like a little gazebo in the center of the town and ponds, and you could just run around with your friends and just chat using like the little um, side window chat thing, and it was just man, simpler times. I love Toontown. Yeah, I mean, and it's similar, well, not really the same, but just in the subject of licensed games, there's one for Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, the Cartoon Network classic. There was, <laughs> really? a, uh, there was a game on the Cartoon Network website that I used to play, which was basically like an, an RPG where you could go around the, the imaginary home and do little quests for the the people and i was surprised by a couple of cartoon network games like that that were actually really well done and That's had some awesome. care to them and I, then uh, there was i mean it was a browser based thing so after a while it got closed down mm. but that was i had fun memories of that as well that's another thing, too. I remember when we had indoor recess, everyone would flock to those old-school Mac computers, the colored ones in the back that had, like, orange, purple, and red and everything. And we'd mm-hmm. go to Nickelodeon.com and play. Um, there was a number of really, you know, great gems, one of them being the patty flipping game where you had to make all the Krabby Patty orders based on the ones that would come in. Oh, that was a classic. 
And then there was also a um, boating school challenge where it was kind of this isometric, not racing game, but you had to you had to um, uh, dodge all these different obstacles that would come in, and then you'd get like extra gas and to like go over boosts and everything like that. Do you ever play any of those browser games, Zach, on Nickelodeon.com, or are you more of a Cartoon Network person? Cartoon Network. I didn't really play the Nickelodeon games when we were in our computer lab for our like elementary primary school they, we would play zoom beanies did you ever play that it was an educational what? game we used to play no i, I don't, don't think, so. think i've ever played that one yeah so most distinct one and then i remember the go-to like a little older was uh oregon trail oh but... yes everyone gets dysentery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everyone dies yeah it's the best part of that was just shooting stuff, which I'm surprised you could like hunt stuff, yeah. like and have a gun and like buy multiple guns. But those were simpler times. Well, that's well, that's the crazy thing. Back in the day, everybody, every kid in my class held a gun. It was crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have an AR, you're not the cool kid. Yeah, they really, they really uh, locked everything down. Yeah. It's a shame these days. <laughs> just imagining kids like walking in with like bazookas and like yeah parked my mom parked her tank outside <laughs> like all right uh, i guess we're in yeah. south korea now yeah interesting interesting times for sure north korea all right um all the koreas <laughs> west korea no. <laughs> uh, i think it's about that time we move on because ryan's getting bored and he starts no the, there was i was trying to think about it um <laughs> There was this game, like, cereal game. It was a platformer. What's that, like, hedgehog-looking cereal thing that eats honeycombs? Um, uh, what? What <laughs> honeycomb cereal has a hedgehog for a mascot? I don't know. There's one, like, hedgehog thing that, like, eats honeycombs cereal, and then he just goes nuts, and then he just, like, jumps around. Is this, like, the... the um, what's that cookie cereal? Cookie crisps? Yeah, I thought that doesn't. No, there's good. one for honeycombs, <laughs> oh. and uh, there was a platform game like similar you're to how thinking of, you're thinking of Toucan Sam. Yeah, hedgehogs, toucans—they're very and close. Sam the yeah, and also that there was a bee that liked honeycombs. Yeah, no, I thought that was um, Cheerios. Cheerios, honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, but what about um? God, I swear there was a freaking hedgehog who loves honeycombs isn't there a, a mascot crisps? that goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs is that what you're thinking of but he's a cuckoo he's a <laughs> and he's for yeah. cocoa puffs yeah he's at a hedgehog no, you're thinking of, you're thinking of tony the tiger <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah both close to a, a toucan and a hedgehog no what's hedgehog. another cereal mascot we can throw out there any others uh come on kellogg's what else do you have in your lineup what about a boo i got a cereal killer for you ted bundy Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. really liked Fruit Loops. <laughs> He's a little loopy himself. <laughs> oh my god! Hedgehog cereal. I this serious... is a great discussion we got going. It really is. I think we should keep going on this. This is uh, hedgehog cereal. This is a great discussion. This man. is good material. Honeycombs. Ryan, we really got, got me thinking. We, we do have news stories to get to, actually. Yeah, but honeycomb cereal is important. I don't think we're gonna find anything here. Hedgehog. I guess it was just called Honeycombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Honeycomb. Oh. Let's see if they have a mascot. What? I don't know what's happening either. Well, so anyway, there was a Honeycomb. That's some off-brand. Yeah. No, it was a main brand 
Kroger brand. <laughs> See, what your mom actually did, Ryan, is she bought the real logo. She printed those on her computer. Yeah. But she got the Walmart brand and she pasted it on. Is that why I was on a Wheaties box? It's <laughs> 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 just like a... <laughs> Like an elementary school picture of my face on a Wheaties box. You actually accomplished something. Yeah. Besides your shitty drawings. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's, yeah. I was never on the fridge. So, what are your new articles? (laughs) Um, Wow. What a way to uh, transition. transition. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think for the longest time, Nintendo fans were freaking the heck out because I think this is the longest string of time we haven't had a Nintendo wreck. Nintendo Direct since like ever 2015 or 16 or maybe ever I don't know definitely a long stretch of time and then I woke up what was it Wednesday morning maybe and there was just a 28 minute video going viral on Twitter people were retweeting saying we finally have a Nintendo Direct but it wasn't a, a usual or a common Nintendo Direct it was a Nintendo Direct mini which after watching it mm-hmm. beginning to end I think it was kind of Nintendo's way of calming the expectations yeah. Of, yeah. of fans because obviously if it was a Nintendo Direct and we didn't see footage of Breath of the Wild 2 or Metroid Prime 4 or some other heavy AAA blockbuster that's going to compete with next-gen consoles, then people would have been up in arms because that's what Nintendo fans do. They like to complain and they never like arms. to appreciate what we get. And that is a perfect example, uh, Zach. We have a new character <laughs> coming to smash and it is someone from arms the wacky boxing action game on the switch yeah people with crazy hair that are actually fists on uh springs yeah i've never played it it looked interesting i think for me with the whole smash brothers thing i think with each passing character that gets announced the fire emblem one's a perfect example I just think there's diminishing returns with each character. Like, I mean, arms is unique. It's not like we got another person with a sword. It's going to be like a... We do have a lot of bun- punchy people. What else is there besides swords and punchy people? I don't know. I mean, Zach, you're a series veteran here. What are your thoughts about this? I mean, yeah, I would say that like I'm not super excited at each release or uh, announcement now, but I still appreciate any new content because i'm always playing that game i'm playing it less now because of animal crossing but that was that was my go-to game pretty much whenever i had free time yeah it's one game i try to be relatively competitive with Mm -hmm. so i mean arms at least provides an interesting play style for sure without seeing anything you can already say that but who would you like to see new in the lineup that we don't know who would i like to see honestly I'm at a point where I'm fine with uh, anyone because they've already checked off. Like it yeah. would be very uh, greedy of me to feel like, oh, I would be disappointed if I didn't have this one. But I do think the last one they should do is Gino from Mario RPG just because that's one that fans have wanted for a long time. And they've already checked off a lot of the big ones like Ridley and King K. Rool. You know, obviously Sora's up there as well, but Gino is one that's been around since like Brawl as one that people wanted to get added in. I don't think we can expect something like Sora unless they do some kind of port of the PS or port of one of the collections onto the Switch. Honestly, at this point, yeah. just remake 
358 over two days, the DS game, or Dream Drop Distance or something like that, and port that to Switch. I mean, hell, they, they did the same thing with The World Ends With You. They brought that game to Switch. I don't see why or how challenging it would be to bring a game like 358 over two days, the DS game, or the, the 3DS version. I mean, personally, obviously, as a Kingdom Hearts fan, I would love for them to even just port one and two, like one of the PS4 remakes on the Switch, because then it would it would allow fans or people that only have the Switch to see where this, this character's roots are. Yeah. Um, just playing the first game, I think, would be Can really awesome. Can you imagine Sora, though, in Smash? Like, he could have Donald come alongside him and be a, like, reflecting shield. I mean, we have a lot of people who reflect stuff, but, like, Goofy would come up well, and yeah. like, protect him, and you can have, like, his charters B hold down and uh, Goofy or Donald. Does the uh, like charge magic fire attack or whatever? Yeah, there's there's endless possibilities yeah. there, for sure. Well, that's probably where he gets dicey, right? Because then you're you're in Disney territory right there. That's true. Yeah, that is a licensing thing that they probably would have to get past. I don't know how that would work. Um, Master Chief would be a cool one. Yeah, yeah, you just <laughs> port Halo. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what you said, Zach, I think is is perfect. That like with each passing character at this point, it's kind of just like. The roster continues to increase. I can't be disappointed or frustrated with another character if it doesn't necessarily... It's not in my wheelhouse, right? It's yeah. not someone I really appreciate or care of, about. It's more people to play as. Like, How can you possibly be disappointed in that? Yeah. But... Um, there was a... Uh... Shoot. <laughs> I forget. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I derailed that probably too long. No. Um... But yeah, that wasn't the only thing announced at the Nintendo Direct. I'm not going to go through all of these, and Ryan, I'm sure you have some highlights too. Yeah. Um, I kind of just highlighted some of the major things that are interesting for me personally. Uh, the biggest one, I think, the biggest takeaway for me was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I never played that game on the Wii, although I do remember I was actually in Cleveland doing an internship at the time. Okay. And this was at that time where you couldn't find Xenoblade Chronicles anywhere, there was rumors, and it actually happened, that GameStop had a whole warehouse of copies that they were just holding and started selling them for like $80 or something stupid like that. Well, I drove like an mm -hmm. hour and a half out of my way, found a sealed copy for 50 bucks still. It was $49.99, and it was the only copy that they had in that area, and then I never played the dang game. Never once. You were only committed until the point you had it. I had all three Operation Rainfall games, Pandora's Tower, The Last Story, and Xenoblade Chronicles, and I never played a single one of them. But that's what the YouTube gaming community does to you. You buy a bunch of stuff and you never play any of it. All of that to say, I'm thrilled to finally be able to play this game. It looks graphically very, very impressive. Um, that opening cinematic was just breathtaking, in my opinion. And it definitely looks like a very involved JRPG, but it's coming at a time, May 29th, where... I don't know what's going to be coming in the summer. Um, that's typically more of a drier period. I think I'm certainly going to get Ghost of Tsushima, but I think that'll be a nice summertime game to play. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I have the second one. It's Isn't it like a 200-hour game? Yeah, you though? need to play that game for like 200 hours before you see the end. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hell of a time commitment. That only like Animal Crossing or like RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a time commitment. Next week, Ryan's at 250 hours. In Animal <laughs> yeah, Crossing. I don't sleep. I take off PTO. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever um? Did you ever play Xenoblade, Zach? Or any interest in that? I did. I played it on the Wii, and then I got it on the new 3DS. 
as well. And uh, I never made significant progress in either one. But okay. I, I will say I, I, I gave it, I tried to give it a fair shake uh, at the point I had it on the new 3DS. And it just kind of wasn't for me. I really love like the open world aspect and the fact that you can do stuff with so many different. Uh, there's so much personalized stuff within the towns and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just found the combat and that kind of combat. It's not. I'm not a fan of. It's well, very I complex. I couldn't get myself into it, especially for a hundred hour adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It it almost reminds me. I haven't played a lot of MMOs that are very involved with like hot button click it clicks at the bottom of the screen there's all these different potential options besides lord of the rings online which i only played for 40 hours um ryan you could probably speak to the combat more though i mean what did you think of it yeah i i saw it more as a simple combat two is a lot different than one it looks like probably more streamlined well you have people who fight for you and you have like different spirits almost mm-hmm. um that i think come out in your weapon or something like that Um, But it's basically like you sit there and wait for your A button or your B button to uh, fill up and then you wait based off of those basic attacks for you to click like three different er, directions on the directional pad to do a special move. So it's basically like you can sit on the attack and just do basic stuff or you can speed up the process and click one of those directional attacks. Interesting. So it's, yeah, it's less button mashy. It's just kind of auto almost gotcha. it's kind of like going into kingdom hearts and auto is that the an app yes yeah, like Nino Kuni, it's, it's similar to similar to xenoblade one actually I'm, I'm not a fan of the auto stuff where you just like hit have it set and then just have to wait out wait for yeah. them to go through their animations i'm not really a fan of that yeah, yeah. that makes more sense i um i'll probably still get it i mean if nothing else <clears> it's beautiful. excuse me it's beautiful and I spoke earlier in the podcast about listening to lots of Nintendo music compilations, and Xenoblade Chronicles is one that comes up pretty much with every playlist. Just an outstanding soundtrack. So, um, again, I think that'll be just a fun summer game to kind of power through and play. A couple other things here, and I certainly want to, any, at any point, feel free to interrupt if you guys have other um, announcements. I thought, well, I probably won't be buying in on any of these. I think it's great for people that have just um, only been Nintendo uh, fans. Uh, or, you know, adopters of Nintendo consoles with getting the Bioshock Collection, Borderlands, and XCOM. I think having those those IPs on the Switch system is fantastic, and I don't know if the Borderlands games are going to have on, online play. I assume they will, so it's a perfect time for people to be able to play those games. And Bioshock is probably one of my top five first-person shooters of all time. I just think that's that's an, that's an amazing game. Did so. you see if it was just the first Bioshock, or was it all three? All three. So one, two. Two, I think, is very underrated. Um, because I don't think Ken Levine was on for that game, but then he came back for Infinite, which people hold in the highest of regards. Yeah, I might do that, because I've only played a bit of number one. Yeah. And it was really good combat, and I liked sacrificing or saving the... Little Sisters. Little Sisters. Mm -hmm. It was a really creepy game. It's very eerie. Yeah, it's a little spooky, and uh, I just love all the different hacking and using all the different... Um, elemental powers. I forget what they're specifically called, but... Uh, Syringes or whatever yeah, you stab into yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a really creepy game, and certainly um, one of the best endings to a game. It's definitely kind of... Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it's good times, for sure. So, yeah, I'll probably get that one. So yeah, I think that's that's hmm. a, a big deal for, for Switch owners. What about uh, Catherine Full Body? That love <laughs> romance with a puzzle at night? Yeah, that's... Uh, I was like, 
this is an intense like relational game and they're like oh it's also a platformer and you lose the game if you uh suck at platforming so yeah what the hell is this it's atlas is what it is uh it's very japanese and i remember it coming out back in like 2012 13 whatever year it was and man, every video in my YouTube subscription box was just people unboxing the collector's edition of this game. Yeah, yeah. Be- because it came with like a pillowcase and boxer briefs, a pizza box. It was what just the the, one of the wackiest collector's uh-huh. editions of its time. And I think that's why it got so much notoriety, why so many people bought in. And probably why Atlas was comfortable publishing it again for the Switch was just because so many people bought it back then because... So many people were talking about it. Do you think they'd do boxer briefs and stuff again? I don't know if it's coming with a collector's edition at this point, but... They should. It's definitely not a game for me. I can appreciate the uh, the fanfare behind it and its cult following, but um, yeah, I guess for anyone that hasn't played that game already and you own a Switch, I guess no better time than now to buy it, I suppose. I don't know. Alex Alex speaks very highly of it, actually. Is he a big fan? Uh, I, I don't I, doubt I forget that. It, I forget what video it was in. I don't know if it was one of the games of the decade or what, but he would speak really, really highly of it. Maybe it was an honorable mention or something. But, I'll have to go uh, back and listen to that because... He, go ahead. He said ahead. there was actually some really serious, like, they covered some cool, actual serious topics to it. And I, I told him, I was like, wow, I wouldn't have expected that from how it's presented. Yeah, no, it not just at all. Se- seems like over-the-top, wacky stuff, but... Yeah, He's like, like, no, there's actually some cool moments in it. Hmm. Yeah, I have to imagine that because I think there's some kind of like love triangle going on. So maybe there's just some very complex relational topics that they um, they tackle. I don't know. You know, and I'm not being facetious. I mean, I think yeah. that's that's probably what he's getting at there. Yeah, you really never know what you're mm-hmm. going to get with a JRPG. <laughs> like, well, it's not even a JRPG. It's almost like Hubert on speed. It's just on steroids. It's it's really bizarre puzzle game. But I've heard it's insanely hard, too. That was another thing I heard about it. Yeah, no, I remember people talking about it on Ulgen Gamers and Splatter Trigger back in the day. It's just wacky game, not for me, but I'm happy for people that, you know, are into that sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah. But another game that looked really impressive to me that I never played the original was Bravely Default That's 2. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful JRPG. I think the demo is out now, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they just said it was going to be available in 2020 as far as the full package but you can play the demo now i haven't downloaded it yet but um if you're into an older school like final fantasy dragon quest turn-based uh jrpg that's this is definitely for you was bravely the one where you could go multiple story paths or is that was like octopath that was octopath traveler have you played zach have you played bravely one i've played very little of it not not nearly enough to Okay. Give an opinion on it, but I mean, Bravely Default Two looks really nice. It does. Mm-hmm. So I like the style. In going back. Yeah. Do you have it on 3DS, Zach? The first one. I do. Okay. And what? I think uh, I remember Alec explaining this to you in one of your Tarkaron episodes, but he was talking about how Bravely Second wasn't actually a sequel. It was <laughs> yeah some kind of like I don't even know spinoff game or something like that. Still confuses me. Like, <laughs> how are you gonna call it bravely second, and then have bravely default two? They really should have just taken. I still don't, I still one don't from... know where where one begins and the other one ends. Yeah. Well, they should have just taken one from Kingdom Hearts and had this been like bravely default two point seven or something like that. You know. Two over th- 
167. Yeah, some, you know, something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I'll probably download the demo for that. Give it a give it some time, see if it's you know it's up my alley. But from the the trailer, it certainly looks like it. Yeah, that'll be uh, queued behind my Final Fantasy VII demo that I've yet to try because <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't think I'll probably play the demo, but that's just two weeks away. I think Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Ugh. And I'm playing. I'll oh, go ahead, Zach. Wait, wait. The that's a couple weeks away. I think it's the tenth. Yeah. You're There's out of your mind. Of... No, Final Fantasy VII remake, not not Bravely Default two. Yeah. I'm talking about Final Fantasy VII hmm. remake. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I didn't right think now. that was. I, I thought everything was going to be like postponed now. You could be right. I think they're saying physical copies might be potentially delayed, the shipments of them. But in terms of people buying it digitally, I don't think that's being affected at all. Because there was that original delay where it was supposed to come out like March 3rd or March 20th or something of that nature to release alongside Animal Crossing. Excuse me. And then it got pushed to April 10th. Yeah, because it can't compete with Animal Crossing. Yeah, I was going to say it can't compete. No. Coincidentally got pushed. Yeah, exactly. Not a chance. Um, when does Ghosts come out? Of Tsushima? Yeah. It's like June 26th or something okay, like that. Okay, so we have some time yeah. to digest. Yeah, these games are scattered out, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess another thing that looks interesting to me anyways, I'm really into tactical strategy RPGs. I don't play them enough, and I think I'd certainly probably buy Fire Emblem Three Houses before I'd get this, but King's Bounty 2. I think this is a long-running PC series. Um, it's a strategy, uh, grid-based RPG, if you will, and I love those medieval-type games. I'm a big fan of the Empire Earths and Strongholds of the World. I know those are more RTS, but um, these kind of things are right up my alley, and if this is like $14.99, I'd probably buy in. Anything more than that, I'd probably just um, pay the premium and get the superior uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses game, but um, if I can get on the cheap, it definitely looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was moving uh, more towards a different RPG that was shown, which was the Minecraft RPG. <laughs> Dungeons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that looks fun. Why I think there's you... a beta out right now. Or oh, there's a closed beta. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have to watch some gameplay on it, but I just love the art style. I, at the end of the direct, they did a huge montage of, montage of a bunch of like indie games or like indie small... and ports i mean uh burnout paradise which yeah. was you know a game that came I'll out probably get that one yeah that one was amazing on the original xbox i think yeah i mean saints row the fourth or fifth or something like that's coming there's a really nice montage of a lot of ports which makes sense but yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> when you originally said the direct was kind of disappointing with everything i was happy with the most of the ports that were shown oh no i wasn't so overall i thought the Direct was incredibly well-paced. I thought there was a lot of great surprises. Panzer Dragoon remake was Shadow Drop Day Of. I thought that's fantastic. But you have all this hype building and building and building. And I'm like, oh man, this is fantastic. How are they going to cap this off? Because even the person narrating was like, and we have one final announcement for all of you fine people before we sign off for the day. And then it's like Pokemon Sword, Sword and Shield DLC footage we've pretty much already seen at this we- point. We have been genetically modifying midgets for years in our <laughs> test lab at Nintendo. We finally remade a real-life Kirby. It's a mutant spawn of Satan, but we love it. And it's like, just show it at, like, Mr. Nintendo. How do you think of these things? I don't know. Kirby was one of the weirder ones that I was going for, but I had a few on hand. 
Wow. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't think you were going to go that route. But <laughs> okay. Here we are. That was what I was expecting with the uh, announcement. Um, but yeah, the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC. We kind of already knew about that. I think, and I want to pick your brain about this, Zach. Quickly. Um, I, I thought that you and uh, uh, quickly. No, not quickly. We can spend as much time as you want. I know you and Alec. Yeah, three um, words or less. Yeah, three words or less. I know you and Alec talked quite a bit about Sword and Shield, and honestly, the more time I have to chew on the game and think about it. I just don't think it's 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 fine. I, I wouldn't even label it as good at this point, just because. I mean, Ryan and I have talked about it to death at this point, but like how rushed it is, and I look at it, how game has polished as Animal Crossing, where the developers of the game obviously knew they need more time to polish it and create the game that they always envisioned, and I felt like the people at Game Freak just didn't have the time to do that because it needed to be released alongside. Pokemon season 47 where you know Ash has three kids and gets married and divorced he's and still what, 10 but he's been time traveling for years ten, yeah. he's yet to go through puberty whatever else he's is going on the realities the- that the Pokemon war left behind and the scars on his family that ever haunt and PTSD his mom and his her newfound relationship with Dr. Oak and the other Oaklings yeah, that's 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 what I hear. That's the synopsis I read on Wikipedia or Bulbapedia the other day. It's my fanfic. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I just don't think it's it's a worthwhile like successor to some of the greater previous handheld Pokemon games. And I, in terms of a console outing, it's not a failure, okay, people. But it just really, I don't think it certainly didn't live up to my expectations. So, what are your thoughts? And are you even considering pumping out? 30 to 60 bucks for each of these DLCs. Well, I would say I was super into it when they came out, but yeah, upon reflection, I think it aged a little poorly, but um, I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but I definitely have a lot more gripes with, especially with the online, how janky it can be. Mm -hmm. Still, I, I just, after I played it, I played it like 45 hours the first couple weeks and then i just kind of dropped it so maybe going back to it fresh would be helpful you know i'm definitely considering getting the expansion pass but i don't know oh yeah i definitely think in my review i spoke uh highly of it and uh probably rated it a little too highly in the moment do you know what you rated (laughs) it in your review i wrote i rated it like a nine out of ten i'm like i was out of my mind yeah. What, would I, you, what do you think you'd ref, uh, rate it now, like reflecting back? Probably like an eight. Okay. Yeah, I think you I. Know, but originally... I think I had nine. I reserved for super good stuff. You know, like I would give Animal Crossing: New Horizons like a nine, nine point five, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be around there. Yeah, I think. Like when I originally played uh, Shield, I think is the version I had. Yeah, I would say probably eight five. Um, Maybe like a seven now, six five or something like that. Again, it's not a bad game. It just really didn't live up to my expectations, and I think that's largely due to the developers just not having the time they needed to create the game they probably wanted to make. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going I mean, on behind the scenes. It's good if you don't set any expectations and you lower the bar. Like it makes me not want to buy the next Pokemon game, and I've put <laughs> a little bit of time into Pokemon. Well, you've probably soured your expectations just because of how much time you spent with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I mean, uh, taking out the whole wonder trading thing, I mean, you've played Pokemon for so many hours, so you have this very clear vision of what you want out of Pokemon. 
So anything outside of that probably is is tough for you to say. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed my time. With well, that. The, the longevity of that game is based off of rating and being able to IV train, EV train, and make competitive Pokemon. And when you get into I mean, rating's the way to get higher IV Pokemon to start that breeding process. Mm-hmm. If you're not just purely bottle capping IVs or EVs yeah. to max. Um, but you IV trainer and both EV train a Pokemon, so it's overpowered against normal Pokemon. And you go into this raid battle where I can blast away a thousand HP with a, if you're going up attack stages mm-hmm. or using like Sword Dance or something. But you're limited to a specific amount of the raid boss's health, so you're not one-shotting five-star raids. Uh, so, okay. like, what's the incentive for me to continue playing this, what it's supposed to be, this longevity of the game, mm-hmm. if it tailors what I can actually do when I put in the time to increase It really the restricts you. Yeah, because I could destroy those raid Pokemon based off of kind of the Pokemon I've created and spent hours making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, since this was a pre-recorded direct and I kind of just, um, I watched the, the, the video after the fact, once I saw that that was the final reveal, I watched it for about 30 seconds and just closed the window because I'd seen enough at that point. I was already <laughs> over the moon about everything else that was announced during the direct that I was like, oh, I, I know this DLC's coming. I've, I've already seen footage. I've seen screenshots and, uh, you know, I'll weigh my options when it comes out. If I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, I'm not going to rush to my Switch console and download whatever yeah. the first DLC is. But. You missed a couple crucial games, though. Oh, I know. I have a few more, but by all means, what, what other ones are you... You have two Star Wars games. That's literally that... the last game on my list. I'll yeah. save the best for last. So you have Jedi Academy and Pod Racing. Yes, which I'm probably be buying both on PS4. Um, partly for trophies, but one, I... It's coming to PS4 as well? Yeah. Yeah, oh. both of those games are. Which pod racing game? Is it the one where you can customize your pod or like the N64, like here's a pod race with it? Well, so there's two. There's episode one um, pod racing, which was on N64, Dreamcast, and PC. Okay. And then there was Racer Revenge, which was on the PS2 and probably the GameCube and Xbox. Maybe just the GameCube and PS2. I don't really remember. Um, I have Racer Revenge. I bought it based on Pete's recommendation. I haven't really played it. But Racer Revenge is already on PSN as a PS2 classic for to download on PS4. Could you so. imagine like an up-resed 4K pod racing game? That'd be amazing. It would be so good. Oh, yeah. Like like the graphics of Battlefront 2 on a pod racing game. I will only play it though it. if there's an, if there's Animal Crossing like reactions and emotes that I can say yippee at the end of every race. Otherwise, Shaboba <laughs> like going yippee. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Have you and played? You be like, now this is pod racing. Now this now is pod racing. If yeah. my pod race is not labeled as a flimsy tool that breaks after every race that I have to go collect and beat stones, yeah. To improve. Oh, we love that feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, Zach. Did you ever play um, pod racing on the N64 or anything growing up? No, I did not. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so you never really liked so, the new games, w- is what I'm. Well, wait, wait, wait. I can't. I can't help but notice you left out a crucial game here. Are we talking about Animal in Crossing? And talking about the direct? No, no, not Animal Crossing. Let me see. I'm talking yeah. about Clubhouse Games. Fifty-one <laughs> worldwide classics. Come on. 
I mean, is that is a one uh, like you buy a sixty dollars purchase and you get all those like board games? My guess is that's going to be like no, a twenty four ninety nine thing. <clears throat> okay. No, no, you get it all. Yeah, it's fifty one no, classics, dude. It's yeah, there's be some great. of those. I actually was pretty excited about that one. I love Me checkers. Too. I want to learn sevens because uh, Krista and yeah. Aiden are really though, into that one. Though, though I'm like really, I'm really worried about the wording of the online because I was about to be like, we can all chill, play some World by Classic online, but then it's it's kind of weirdly phrased where it's like you can some are some you can play online and then you have to like pick several of them and can issue you... them picking several of them to do and then. That might just be with a random person. I don't know if you can play with a friend. But so can you, you imagine, if you though? Can, if you can, I'm down to get on and play some checkers. No, me too. I'm, I'm right there. But can you imagine just, like, a lobby of, like, six friends going into a room, and you have this catalog of games, and you can upvote whichever one. And you have, like, a predetermined amount of time. Maybe you have, like, 45 seconds, maybe a minute. And everyone votes for which game you want to play. And then... Let's say three people get checkers, two people say chess, and one person says solitaire. And so you end up playing checkers, and you have, you know, some people are kind of like um, in the lobby waiting to get in, and you like have spectating like spectating almost. Yeah, and you have this single elimination tournament, tournament playing like checkers and chess and things like that. That'd be so fun. Now, I doubt that mm. there's that complex of an online feature. Yeah, something as complex as we were able to think of in like two minutes. It makes you wonder, like, I don't know how video games are like. They figure out ideas or hypothesize what it's going to like look like, but like if we could come up with those type of ideas, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you th- sat on thinking about checkers and like lobbies all day. No, but, like, I, just top of mind. I just, yeah, I mean, if we can think of that, I, I don't know if it's technological limitations, but they should be able to do stuff like that. Well, Doesn't I mean, seem that hard. Yeah, I agree, but it's in its simplest form. We could hop on a, a Discord call or a Skype call and just. Hey, who wants to play what? And obviously, whoever wins, that's who we end up playing. But obviously, that's not as fun as being in an online Switch lobby where you're upvoting certain things that's already programmed into the game. Yeah, could you imagine like Mario Golf and like taunting people and like that would be a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Zach? I'm not much. uh, Well, I'm not a PC gamer at all, but I know like there's so much of this kind of thing where there's like a game called Tabletop Simulator where it's like you can. It's as if you're just in a room with a a table where you can just play a bunch of different board games all in one game. That's and just sweet. like whatever you want to play. So it's like that kind of thing exists. So, But I'm not really, uh, I don't play games on PC. So this would be my way of doing that kind of thing vicariously. But uh, so that's, uh, I kind of like would like to see that online capability because... I don't really have anyone to play because the, like they're really intending for you to just like put your little switch out and have friends huddle around it, you know, play a card game. Yeah, but that's not really what I'm looking for. It's not very practical. I mean, it's kind of like when they originally showed the switch and like people were randomly flocking to parks and playing 2K basketball. It's like no one's gonna do that. Like that, stop it. Like that. that yeah, just sounds mean, yeah. They, they better not. They better not put out a commercial like that during these times. You can't go anywhere. Oh yeah, the Nintendo like, would definitely like, have a lawsuit on their hands. Pokemon sure. Go like, is being everybody, re-released. Everybody, yeah, everybody go and meet up at the park and play this game. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Please, every like fifty people meet at this Pokemon stop <laughs> to catch Mewtwo and fight in a raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the po- is there a Pokemon Go COVID update? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. They now, COVID edition. <laughs> well, but now they can. Um, they've reprogrammed the game 
to some degree where you can actually play Pokemon Go in your home now. Really? Um, I don't know how that works or... Specifically for the... Because of oh. the virus, yeah. I'm Look at that. Well, it kind of sounds like you're playing Pokemon at that point. Yeah, just stop. Just play Switch. Just yeah, play Pokemon. <laughs> but you still have to buy Pokeballs with real world money. Every yeah. house <laughs> is a Pokestop. Could be. I don't know how they how they restructured the game, but it's it's kind of neat. Because I mean, I know there are a lot of hardcore Pokemon Go players out there. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this, the the. Um, the direct. I thought it was fantastic. I'm looking forward to grabbing Xenoblade in May, and I certainly will be picking up Jedi Knight Jedi Academy in Episode One Racer, probably on the PS4, whatever those um, end up coming out for those consoles. Well, I think Academy is, already is, but it's 20 bucks, and I probably will wait for a sale. So, um, Zach, anything else that major highlights? Anything you're super pumped about? Disappointments? Not, not really. I mean, I. I like most of the stuff. I would kind of want to play a Ring Fit Adventure again because I stopped playing that quickly. And I really wanted to, because I need to lose weight here. So I'm like, that's my excuse to play a video game while also exercising a little bit. Yeah. Now they have this new new musical mode. Yeah. No, I like that. And especially in, a, um, in an industry now where there's really not a whole lot of music rhythm video games out there after the post-rock band Guitar Hero era. So... Um. Yeah, I don't know what you yeah. said, Ryan. What was the, that lightsaber rhythm game on? VR. Is You're talking VR? about Beat Saber, <laughs> Star Wars Connect. That- <laughs> There's that one too. Yeah, <laughs> you dance with Han Solo. Um, Han Solo. I'm Han, Han Solo. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. Like Disney's selling yeah. out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I guess it might be VR where you're like you're controls or your sticks are sabers and you're just like yeah it's going saber. crazy it's basically you're doing ropes without the like oh beat, yeah, beat saber yeah yeah that one's crazy it is yeah i don't it's like piano i, I can't think that fast with like two things that i'm holding like yeah. my hands can't do two different things mm-hmm. yeah yeah i haven't bought ring, uh-huh. ring fit adventure yet <laughs> it's something i want to consider though just because i think um to your point, Zach, it is kind of just a fun excuse to be getting exercise but still be playing a video game, and especially with some of those unique mini games that seem they seem to have. Um, I'm sure they have a unique progression system too, with tracking your your fitness level and heart rate and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe someday. Yeah, I'm playing at the to- at the toddler exercise level right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working on it. I'm sure I'll move about, up to adolescent uh, stage soon. Yeah, I don't have anything else aside for some Animal Crossing stuff, which I can bring up later, though. Because yeah. it ties into something in the New Horizons. Absolutely. Awesome. But before we get into our Animal Crossing deep dive discussion, um, I want to check in with you, Zach. And I know some people in the Discord had some aired some frustrations with the current state of where they're at and how they're kind of coping and handling um, the stay-at-home uh, law that you know many states are kind of enforcing. But um, I guess, Zach, how are you doing um, with your job and... How are you handling COVID-19? Yeah, so I work at a grocery store. So while everyone is being encouraged to stay away from large gatherings of people, I'm being encouraged to, and more than ever, because they, they're giving out extra hours, you know. They mm-hmm. used to be, they were usually really stingy with hours, but now they got hours in abundance. So you can just stretch your hours however you want. And, uh, so that's my like 
in all the social distancing time, it's like I've never been socializing more than I am now. It's wow. like, I, I was fine. I'm fine at social distancing. I don't do much social activity. That was going to be easy for me. But here I am. I'm still working. So I'm around people way more than you probably should be. But I hey, mean, you, go ahead. it's uh, there's way too many people still out there. That's the, the biggest frustration for me is at the grocery store where we still have people coming in so often and there's still people coming in like multiple times a week and it's like they're missing the entire point i see way too many elderly people there i'm like you're the exact person who shouldn't be here but yet i see elderly people more often than i than i used to i feel like wow but uh i mean obviously it hasn't really affected me yet so far so good but our our store is going to remain open until uh, or unless any one of the employees actually contracts it. That's scary I'm, I'm because, yeah, that's really frightening because there was actually a Kroger um, not far from us. I mean, within 30-minute drive from us. Really? One of the employees there got it. And I don't know how that impacts the rest of the employees and how it affects customers that have shopped at that store in the past however long, week, week two weeks. Um you got to think of how many things are touched. Yeah, no, on like absolutely. On a day basis. And like, I just went to Kroger today to pick up like some eggs and stuff. But like, I'm trying my best not to touch, like look at the back of things or just pick it up and go. Yeah, no, I mean, you got to be, I'm always on a mission when I go into grocery stores. Yeah. Even before COVID-19. I mean, I'm a man on a mission. I know exactly what I want to get. Same thing when I go shopping for clothes. It's kind of just like I'm in and I'm out. But um, yeah, you, you see people that are kind of just lazadaisically waltzing around the store, picking up bottles of wine, putting them back, looking through the meat department, but yeah, really kind of aren't concerned. But then you have people the other side of the coin that are taking the necessary precautions. I went to Giant Eagle yesterday, just it's because it's the closest store to us, um, because Lauren and I needed pods for our, our dishwasher and we needed uh, garbage bags and just a few other just essential daily living items. And as I was walking down one aisle, this person was on the other end of the aisle and they literally pressed their body against the side of the aisle and waited until I passed them because they didn't want to be close enough to like be in walking distance of me. Like, you know, you walk past a person. They didn't even want to do that, Mm -hmm. which, which I, I, obviously I applaud them for doing so because people clearly are not taking this seriously. You turn on the news and you see these these anecdotes of of college age kids rushing and flocking to beaches because plane tickets have never been cheaper and you almost want to go into the television screen or into your computer or into your phone and strangle these kids because they're just so entitled and talking about how I'm 21 I I can drink now I'm going to live it up on the beach it's all you boomers and elderly folks that are getting this anyways I'm not susceptible but then you read stories of 12-year-olds that are on ventilators and dying because of mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's serious, and it's we are in unprecedented times, and we need to be taking the necessary precautions. And so I'm frustrated for people like you, Zach, and for people like Josh, who works in a beer distribution business, and he can't just go home because, you know, just as you, Zach, rely on this income, um, you need to be there. And it, it's frustrating that grocery stores – it's not really like grocery stores because obviously we need to be buying food. 
Um, but, but we, people like Ryan and myself, need to be not be flocking there every day. And you would hope, you know, to your point, Zach, about elderly folks, it's sad that they don't have, I don't know their stories, but you would hope that they would request that a nephew, or, or not a nephew, but a, a grandson or a son or daughter would go to the store for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just... Yeah, I mean, if anything, we have the free, we still have our... Uh shop from home so you can uh have it like delivered to your house so they should be doing that more often yeah it's like it i don't know if they did anything with the additional fee or what but they should definitely be doing that over just coming in as if they as they usually do and it's not even like the whole idea is that people stock up and that's why people are going so crazy you get get so much toilet paper and whatnot Mm -hmm. but then you what i see a lot is just people doing the regular shopping so it's like they're not shopping enough to sustain for a couple of weeks so they have to keep coming back anyway yeah so it yeah. doesn't really do much good my thing at giant eagle i was looking for eggs and like kroger limited their eggs like the number of cartons you could get to three giant Wait. eagle did it to one and i'm like i'm eating 18 eggs yeah. a day which so like i'm eating a carton of eggs and i only have like 10 dozen in there. okay so I want to pick your brain a little bit. I know you're on doing doing this very restricted diet, which is fine. It's more just normal because, like, chickens, I can't find chicken. And I have some in my freezer, but, like, eggs are so much easier to prepare. Which is fine. But the only thing, you know, working in grocery for seven years, eggs is an item that women, infant, children, wick. Like, that's literally the only items that they can get because they have a prescribed number of items they get, which is typically bread, eggs, and, like, milk. Are all eggs wick? I don't know. I mean, um, if, if you're getting I think like, it's only if they're labeled as wick. That's true. But I mean, if you're going to a grocery yeah. store and they only have um, wick eggs, or even if they don't, I mean, it's, it's just such an it's an item that is in short supply, and there are families that literally don't have the means of buying anything else except eggs. <laughs> and so, if, not to point fingers, but if people like yourself are clearing the shelves of those items, and you have mothers and, and and fathers that can't feed their kids i mean i know you want to eat at 18 eggs a day but you got to put into perspective yeah, the mean, reality we, we we are in when i went at like 12 30 there was probably 50 or 60 dozen eggs mm-hmm. and i wanted like three yeah so yeah but, i mean I would they just, were still restocking but I, I would just be like and not just you ryan but just people um just be mindful of families that aren't as as um as well off as, as we are. And even if you're not super well off, just being mindful of like, everyone needs the bare essential items, you know, and not everyone can, can provide for their families. And so it's just like, you would hope something like this would just bring us as humanity closer together. And I think in many respects it has, but I think in others it's divided us because we, it's almost like survival of the fittest where you want to get make sure that your family is the most well off, which I get. Everyone wants to protect their families, but um, put your family first, but also be mindful and respectful that there are other families trying to do the same. So that's, I mean, I'm, yeah, I would, I would encourage people, you know, like kind of like you said, just cut corners in, in where you can, because like I get that people want to have well-rounded meals and everything and they have a set regimen, but uh, the people come in and get like 10 different pieces of fresh meat and it's like you don't need that much it's just you want you're just used to having it and you're expecting it you know it's just like cut corners where you can you know maybe not have full huge 
spreads for every every day so mm-hmm. you don't have to like wipe out everything on the shelf you know maybe cut corners here and there that's all i would say because yeah there are a lot of restrictions and then you do get people who are like most people are understanding of it but then there are people like who really could care less mm-hmm. who are just who are always uh, like combative about it so yeah yeah, so I mean, I would just continue to encourage people like like Josh, Zach, yourself. Just there's nothing I can say that can really encourage you, but just you know, continue to hang in there. And you know, if there's anything that we can do, um, obviously we record this podcast to try and you know entertain everyone. But um, yeah, these are just obviously unprecedented times, and so just do your best to to social distance as you can. But um, but yeah, man, I, I feel for well, you. And I'm certainly frustrated I mean, for you. And it's like it's it, we're an essential service which is why we're up and there's very limited things up now in general. It's like grocery stores, healthcare, and not, not much more than that. But like I see people come in and the other day, I work kind of a bunch of different departments depending on the day. Mm-hmm. So someone asked me, uh, I was called to get a TV down. I'm like, why are you buying a TV right now? That's like the least essential thing you could get. Yeah. But like they're really coming just to get a TV. Like, yeah, at and that point, you'd hope someone would just else. order something on Amazon or BestBuy.com or something like that. Have it delivered to your house. Like, Maybe they wanted uh, Animal Crossing on the big screen. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like order... we cannot survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we're uh, same-day shipping or something like that. But, um, but yeah, cut Rick corners when you can. trying to order a, um, like a plastic water bottle because he works in a prison. And mm-hmm. he had a metal water bottle, which if a inmate gets a hold of it it's a weapon yeah um so he tried to order yeah. a plastic water which is essential and he's an essential because he's in the prison system which is still open and it was like, true late april <laughs> i was gonna say i thought they closed prison i think they business. just let everyone out <laughs> and they're like hey don't spread covid yeah but um yeah the next shipping for a plastic water bottle was like april 20th hmm. so like another month and he's like i'm pretty sure my order because it's so I don't get murdered by a metal water bottle is pretty essential, but metal water bottle. So meta water uh, bottle. it's worth mentioning that <laughs> ironically podcasts are like the one thing that should be immune to this because you're at home, but like that's kind of COVID-19 is kind of the reason why we've been on a, an extended hiatus from Tarkaran. And it's not because like, obviously that's, like I said, you can do that remotely very easily as we usually do, but it just happened. We we were happened to take a break anyway, just like a two week break. It was when COVID really started spreading and becoming so serious, mm-hmm. and then. But at the same time, we were waiting. The whole point of the break was for my laptop to be repaired, which I did get that done, but then also for. Alec to move because he was planning on moving and we wanted to come back with him having a better internet connection because that's something we deal with a lot but now his uh, move is getting postponed so we don't really because of it because the virus yeah wow yeah so I don't really know the exact details of it but he's kind of like he's unsure of when when the move is going to take place now could be quite a while so we have to decide what we're going to do with with Tarkaron there, whether to just stop and, and keep doing the, the bad internet or what, because that was just my biggest frustration with doing it. I wanted to have like, like half of the nights, it would just be really hard to 
have a discussion when his internet is breaking out all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to come back with a better product, like, after the break. Mm-hmm. That was my primary thing I wanted to do before starting up everything again. That's a bummer. So he has no kind of timeline when he thinks that's going to happen? Yeah, no timeline so far. So, like, the one thing we've talked about doing is doing some solo videos in the meantime, potentially. Mm, like, whereas yeah. we would usually come together to talk about stuff, maybe each have our own solo videos talking about it. And uh, some stuff, some series we were doing will have to be put on hold to do that, but that's still something we could do where we wouldn't have to deal with an internet connection and also be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know, no one knows, obviously, when this is all going to peak and when things are going to start, when we're going to start seeing some normalcy again. Um, <laughs> say what you will about President Trump, but I certainly don't think it's Easter time. I don't think that's when the whole cor- corporate world should just go back to normal. Um, really, really shouldn't. <laughs> no. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, China's already seeing the effects of letting their guard down because as they allowed people to come back into the into China and a lot of the different cities, cases are and sometimes tripling over a number of days as opposed to what case counts were previously um, because they kind of thought like, hey, let's let's pull off our, our masks. Everything's fine now. And it, it really wasn't. Uh, so I think we need to be mindful as a nation to do the same just because everything can change at the drop of a hat as it, we saw it two weeks ago when Trump was saying, oh, there's only 40 cases, this will be over in a week. And then now we have 111,000 cases. So, um, yeah, just be mindful, people. Be safe, please. It's it's just freaky times. So Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's we- important for us to understand that, like, you, it's it, the economy is going to get bad regardless, mm-hmm. but it's best to have it, like, bad now than to, Prolonged. you know, like, just let things go, and then it'll get much worse later. Like, you're looking at, like, a much more devastating loss if you let people just go back to work as usual and this thing spreads even more. Yeah. So like you have to endure some bad stuff both financially and just living like luxuriously as well, you know, like keep social distancing as much as possible cuz then it'll be better in the long run otherwise it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to see how long supply chains are being affected as well. So like our governor said that my company's production is essential to our state's financial outlook, but our supply chain is across the entire world and most of the states and like smaller companies who supply us parts. Um, they're like, yeah, we're, we're not gonna machine you some widgets yeah. for your car. But it, it's interesting to see where, like, the end product is deemed as essential to the economy, but the component pieces yeah, in different states like Michigan or across the entire country and world mm-hmm. are like, yeah, we're closing down. Good luck. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the bright light at the end of the tunnel yeah. is Animal Crossing for most of us. Um, right. And it's definitely helped. The yeah, cabin fever for me at least. Yeah, I'm no, losing I couldn't. My shit over I, here. I couldn't imagine if I was you. I mean, I I would lose my mind if Lauren was in Japan and I had Scoob, let alone being 
alone in an apartment and not being able to go outdoors. Because, I mean, even when Lauren was in Japan, her first trip, uh, when we had first gotten married and we didn't have Scoob, um, I spent like five nights at a bar because I just <laughs> needed to be around people. It wasn't about getting trashed every night to, <laughs> to you know, uh, mask the pain or anything like that. I just, I wanted to be around people. As an extrovert, I thrive being around people. I also like recharging my batteries sitting on the sofa and playing a game with no one around. But um, even as introverts, I think many introverts are struggling because yes, you, you recharge your batteries by being away, but also just having that social interaction is just... You have to expend your battery to recharge your battery. And yeah. right now it's, you're not seeing anyone. And like, I'm fine in social situations and like a Skype call for a presentation or like a morning meeting is not doing it as far as like expending that extroverted yeah. side of me mm -hmm. to like, I feel like I haven't earned the introverted side because I'm not actually like doing any extroverted stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. plus telling me to do sit around and like be in my apartment is totally different than me like electing to do it. Like I'll do it if I freaking want to. Don't tell me what to do kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, Animal Crossing is definitely helping a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I watch like three Harry Potters mm -hmm. in a day, which is not good, but I, I always forget how good the first couple are. And yeah. like how quickly between one and two and even two and three, all the main cast grow up. Yeah. Like even like, holy crap, the difference between one and two, they look significantly older. Well, yeah, and their voices are starting to crack in the second one, especially like... Hey, Harry. Like, hey, Harry. <laughs> well, Ron, especially Hermione, like when they're in the, the forest and he's talking about spiders, for the number of voice cracks, if you want to play a drinking game, he'll be smashed <laughs> in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, even like, to three, that, I think that's kind of like when they really were going through puberty and growing up or whatever. That's when I was very attracted to Emma Watson because I was like, I don't know, 12 then. Yeah. Has um, that been <laughs> changed though? No, it hasn't. She's yeah. a very beautiful person. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, honestly, right now it's kind of just like whatever can help you pass the time in a healthy way. That's why yesterday I posted something on Instagram about, um, pick five challenge five. So, um, it's no secret that for every, you know, every book I read, I probably finished like 300 video games. <laughs> um, I was curious if you're going to lowball that number. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, 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 I chose five books, one or four books, one graphic novel, um, some of them are very comfort food reads, like, you know, the second Harry Potter book, um, a graphic, a Batman graphic novel, the alchemist I've heard really good things about Lauren really loves that, but I wanted to just find very simple, but stimulating ways to entertain myself because, um, I think I, as, as well as everyone's kind of going nuts right now, stir crazy cabin fever, however you want to label it. Um, so yeah, just finding unique ways to entertain yourself is important and whether that's powering through, uh, uh, the Harry Potter movies or binge watching a TV show, like, man, whatever gets you through at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can certainly talk about Animal Crossing because as I said in the beginning of the show, it's never could have come at a more perfect time. Um, it's just the perfect game to lose yourself in right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're literally going away on an island practicing social distancing. It's as if... The developers that created this game knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't go within six feet mm -hmm. of any of my other villagers, and we talk from afar, 
and I've like put my house. I've moved it recently to a cliff. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. That would um, be that would have been cool if they made an update where it was like we're doing this in, in uh, for COVID nineteen awareness. You have to all just stay inside yeah. and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> And they just sent you like a care package of like a hundred different items to like outfit your house, automatically unlocked like three rooms or something. Yeah. And then Tom Nick Nook like sent you text messages every day reminding you of the the mortgage payments. That Everyone just- gets a free mask. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw masks in this like uh, store or that like little hedgehog or porcupine or whatever the hell she is, mm-hmm. when I saw that she was selling a mask and I was like, oh. I'm going to get like six of these and send them to everyone. Yeah. No, so we talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show, but but Zach, so your history with the series, you've played every Animal Crossing game? Yeah, every Animal Crossing, that's right. Even the Happy Home Designer one on 3DS? Yep, even Happy Home Designer, even Amiibo Festival on Wii U. I've been through the highs and the lows. (laughs) (laughs) You're here for it all. You're here for it all. Um, so yeah, like what were, what are your initial impressions when you started this game? Like how looped in were you on trailers and things like that? Or were you kind of going into this a little blind? I was very looped in. Uh, I followed trailers very closely. Mm-hmm. In fact, when the first one came out, I did a video talking with my friend who was like the, the other biggest Animal Crossing fan that I know, you know, my only other like friend in my everyday life that I would be able to really talk to about Animal Crossing. So mm-hmm. we did a video talking about our initial impressions. And after the first reveal, we were kind of like, hmm, I don't know. This Everyone's saying how excited they are, but I'm, we're kind of hesitant about it because all we had seen was like crafting and it was like in its most basic form at that time. We didn't see much of like the lively, what the lively island like. So we were really uh, hesitant about it. But then... Uh, when the the newest the Animal Crossing Direct right before it came out, I was like, okay, never mind. This looks like it's going to be the best Animal Crossing. They like they really did something here within this time. Yeah. And then when I played it, it was just like, oh yeah, this is it. Because I mean, just the thing about the crafting was just seemed like a turn off to me because I've never been a huge crafting fan. Mm-hmm. It's just the mechanic I've never really been hugely into. It works in this game, and you just have to accept that that's kind of the what the game's theming itself around, so it works. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree um, in many respects, and I think I'd agree with your, your score of the game earlier in the show, about a 9.95. I think I'm right there. I think the first three to four days of playing, I, I pumped easily six to eight hours a day. was just yeah. Fully invested in this game in, in, in a very similar manner I was with New Leaf on the 3DS. I probably put at least 40 hours in my first week, but then after that, I just kind of burnt myself out. Like I just didn't find value in collecting wood and selling my fruit and looking for fossils, catching fish. It all just seemed so like dull because I'd done it so much that previous week. And so it kind of just, my playtime with it fizzled out. And so that's why I've been particularly careful this week, not putting six to eight hours in every single day because I don't want to burn out. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to play this game for the long haul. I think Animal Crossing is one of those unique games where it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, at least for me personally, when I sprint this. (laughs) For some of us. Ryan sprints the marathon. Okay, let's just be honest. I do. He's, uh... He's sprinting the Animal Crossing marathon right now. And he's he's using some enhancement drugs along the way. 
though. He absolutely is. Yeah, but I got him from my bird villager who's been like using his squat rack that I gave him. So it's all right. It's all legal. Um, But yeah, because I will get burnt out. But I think there are so many unique new features in this game that help with that longevity. You know, I think Nook Miles is an outstanding example of that because originally, you know, Ryan and I were freaking out about, oh my gosh, they're replacing bells with this weird iPhone system where you unlock stamps, which are basically PSN trophy equivalents for Nintendo. And I was kind of worried about that, but it's it's like, actually, no, it's just an additional virtual currency that helps you buy additional items for, and things for your town and, and recipes to craft new things for your town. And I just think it's so inventive and so unique. And I just applaud the developers at Nintendo that delayed this game because I think Ryan and I spoke about it last week. I don't know what wouldn't have been in this game if they didn't delay it. Yeah. But I'm so glad they did. Yeah. But um, I guess one of my biggest frustrations, and I'm not sure where you're at with it, Zach, um, I love the crafting system and I, I think it's a great complement to the tools breaking. However, I think the tools breaking is really this this game's greatest flaw because I feel like one of the most exciting things, especially earlier on in the games, is going to these random islands because when you don't really have a whole lot of resources, you're going to these islands that are just full and rich of fruit and flowers and a couple fossils, bugs, fish, whatever you want to call it or however you want to label it. But I also feel like in those early stages of the games when you only have two rows in your pouch, I felt like 50% or 50% of my pouch was just full of woods, double flimsy tools for each tool just in case my axe or fish, fishing rod broke, iron and stone. So I really didn't have a whole lot of extra capacity to bring a lot of these things home. And so and I don't know how they fix this. I don't know if they will in a patch or anything like that. But really, I think all I'd really want to help fix this system or at least alleviate my frustrations with it is just having some kind of durability meter associated with the tool so that you knew like, okay, I can catch five more fish and then it's going to break just so I don't get to the other side of an island, catch a bunch of fish. And then just as I reel one in, I see a giant shadow in the corner and I'm like, oh gosh, I can't wait to go see what that is. But then just as I reel in this, you know, pathetic sea bass, the, the fishing rod breaks and it's like, oh crap, now I have to haul back to my my uh workbench so like a 30 out of the 40 hits left on this axe or whatever yeah just something that visually represents how much i have left in this tool just so i know i mean i at this point it's caused me to have three workbenches around my island i have one in the center one in the far left corner and one in the far right corner so that if i'm farming fish or whatever it is on that particular area of the island i can easily access a workbench and recraft stuff I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole weapon or tool breaking system, Zach? So, that's yeah, it's definitely one of the worst features in the game. Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made, I think, and that's still something I hate about that game. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big bummer for me. And honestly, the biggest thing coming into this game, I made a, a video with that same friend I was talking about earlier a couple years ago, talking about our ideal Animal Crossing game before. New Horizons was even a thing yet. And the, one of the main things I wanted was a toolbox where all your tools would take up one inventory space. Oh my god! And the fact that they didn't do this baffles my mind because always the whole top row is filled with tools. So 
Like, yeah. that would be a nice compromise to a broken tool system, too, because, like, okay, you have to bit, get, like, six of each one, but to be able to fit them all in a toolbox would be nice. Yeah, that would and be amazing. And then it doesn't fill up your inventory, because even when I, uh, I got to the 40-slot inventory upgrade, I still feel my inventory getting up, getting filled way too quickly. Yep, because it's like they they adjusted one thing, and then adjusted another, which made it it kind of counteracted it in that like New Leaf had much less inventory space, but they added more inventory space in this game, but also like ten different materials that you can find along along the way. So there's a lot more spots being taken up anyway. Yeah, there's no real benefit. It kind yeah, of zeroes so, out at that point. Because I went back and looked at my new Leaf save just to see where I was, to see if I had the froggy chair in my catalog and that kind of stuff. And I think you only had 16 spaces and, like, five tools. So, like, on a fish run, you yeah. could only get 10. But, like, on this one where, like, we have 40 spaces now, you still have 30 spaces even if you have um the pole the ladder and two of each of the remaining tools and no axes mm-hmm. so like you still have yeah. and it's at the iron level of tools they last like two tools per trip yeah so like yeah. i'm cool with that as long as like my gripe is like i'm cool with that because i'm used to minecraft i'm i was fine with zelda breaking they broke fast for like high tier weapons but it is what it is. It was still a great game. But for this one, like, mm. I broke 100 flimsy axes. Like, I bought, like, 50 of them, and I made 40, and then I already broke a bunch of flimsy axes. And when you break 100 flimsy axes, you get the recipe or the DIY for a golden axe. And, like, in the old games, the top-tier weapon is showing off your golden fishing rod, your golden shovel that you buried and dug up the next day. Um, it's an accomplishment of finally getting that golden tool. Um, but Rusty said that they break after like 200 hits. I know the axe certainly breaks after 200 what? hits. Um, so, and that's, that's what my irritation. That's what just royally pisses me off because <laughs> if I catch, and if you catch every single fish and every single bug, you get the DIY, um, recipe for a golden fishing rod and a golden net. Those should never break if yeah. because it's going to take me at least 200 Wait, plus hours to collect every fish <laughs> and bug in this game. I shouldn't still be penalized again for that tool breaking. That just makes it's nonsensical. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like I'm fine with iron tool Wait, breaking. I, Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I didn't even look I didn't look up how any of these uh tools were unlocked cuz it was like I figured that would just come naturally. Well, so I'm sorry. I'll wait I, on it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, like, spoiler alert. I'm sorry about that. No, no, but <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have expected that to be the way to unlock it. That's kind of yeah, so counterintuitive, think... isn't it? Wouldn't you, you want the better tool to be able to catch these things in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, like, I think that's how it was. Golden Fishing Rod was fill up your fish. Um, the filling up your bugs was the net. Shovel, I think, was the easiest, and you got to bury your shovel and dig it up the next day and it was golden. Um, the way you do it now for the shovel is 30 Gulliver helps. Like Which, you help Gulliver. Uh, that's like one of the, my least favorite things about the oh, game too. Lord. Yeah, I would be fine if it was complete the museum, like the fossils, which would make sense because you dig a lot more up. sense. Yeah, I think that's how it 
potentially mm-hmm. was in one of the maybe not the GameCube, which was the Barrier Shuffle, but maybe New Leaf. Yeah. But then the slingshots thirty or a hundred balloons, which is pretty easy. I think I'm like sixty five or seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else is there? An axe is break a hundred axes, and then the rest are museum slash Gulliver. Uh, Gulliver. I would reserve. Take me back. Take yeah. me back. Yeah. I'm gonna bury my tool. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And like I reserve cool. a ten out of ten for very few games. I mean. When I think of 10 out of 10, I think Mario 64, Super Mario World, probably Breath of the Wild if I had put more time into it. These games that are held in the highest of regards. And I think New Horizons would literally be right up there if this didn't bog down the experience so much. Because I really think it does. Uh, I'm more okay with it. It's just that pinnacle of a golden tool breaking is the thing that you're Well, that's my me. point. I, again, I'm okay with it if at some point there's a light at the end of the tunnel where that ends, but it doesn't. It yeah. just goes on forever. It never ends. So like, but, yeah. Yeah, game, the game's looking like a 7.5 now after hearing this. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. It's not even on my, like, I was thinking more like a 4. Um, yeah, man. I don't know if you have Golden up- shovels bre- breaking? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Get out of here with Maybe that. they'll give us a platinum shovel that never breaks. But yeah, no, that's once, just your golden, looking... once your golden shovel breaks a hundred times, you get the platinum shovel. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. Um, I mean, there's always the opportunity for them to patch that in. Um, it looks patch cool. It, give it to me. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I, this game would be a ten out of ten for me. It because I mean, graphically, just gosh, it looks so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It looks so so good, especially when you compare it to the original GameCube version. Just seeing how far we've come. Oh, yeah. Music, as good as it's ever been. The different neighbors and villagers, they're just so creative and unique with their different personalities. Obviously, the dialogue system is just hilarious. The writing is absolutely brilliant. I mean, these people need to be writing for SNL with how punny and just how unique the dialogue options are each time you go to your villagers. It's just always so unique and clever. I mean, there's really nothing else that I can really call out about this game that's just ho-hum and not polished. Yeah, I would say it's awesome besides that tool breaking. I love everything about it. Um, Hopefully they keep adding more furniture sets to it because I don't know what they have in there currently because we've only been through a few rotations of the shop. Um, Yeah. I know they have the equivalent of Lovely, which is cute in this iteration. Um, I don't know if they're going to have like Modern or the Blue or Gold. Um, balloon furniture doesn't seem to be there because we haven't gotten any balloon furniture in like 70 balloons. Um, so some of those more unique sets, I hopefully they bring back. I know they have Imperial, which I think was in New Leaf. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, they have a lot more miscellaneous items that you have to like hodgepodge a set together mm-hmm. to get things to work. But hopefully they in more expansions. And I mean, the... The bunny day related stuff is specific to that uh, like holiday or that event update. But hopefully in like late April when they said they're going to have another update, they continuously add more and more furniture to the shop. Yeah. What were you going to say, Zach? Well, I will say that I really enjoyed the that they changed the balloons to not just always be balloon furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because... That made it a lot less exciting whenever you saw a balloon in the sky because it's like, oh well, if I have all the balloon furniture, what do I need this for? Yeah. Now I it's hope- like it could be anything, so it's cool. And 
I knew I don't know if there's balloon furniture or not, but I'm pretty sure in like a trailer they had some sort of balloon head like headwear of some sort. Did they? Uh which someone like pointed out, like, oh, this is probably means the return of balloon furniture, but then when I popped the balloon open, I was like, oh, no furniture, huh? So I don't know how that could come, but... Yeah, because I know they drop a lot of DIY stuff, um, or, like, untradables come from... Um, uh, DIY come from the message in the bottles, but a lot of DIY or untradable items come from the balloons, which mm. is pretty cool. And I think the frequency is unreal. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm alone, but like last <laughs> night, and like within a 30 minute period, I swear four <laughs> balloons I popped. I it oh, makes yeah. me so happy to see a balloon. What well, I love because the music changes in that Does particular. It? Oh yeah, there's like a subtle change to the noise you hear it blowing in the wind. Yeah, oh. pay attention. There's just well, like, yeah, that's that's just wind. Yeah, it's like you just have to listen to the wind. That's the it's just kind of like, yeah. a strong wind just going. God, I need to turn up my volume because yeah, I'm listening to it. like a Twitch stream or watching a Twitch Twitch stream uh, while I'm doing it, but I only have the volume up enough so I can hear my fish opposed to like watching them. I'll, I'll turn it up. Yeah, you definitely need to. Um, that's another interesting thing I want to pick your guys' brains about. I get anxiety when I fish because I, I'm always like hot and heavy on the button, so I press A <laughs> before. Yeah. And there was one night, man, where I was just royally sucking at at fishing every single time i'd cast it out and i just pull pull away and reel it in way too fast and so i was watching pete stream and someone made a comment about the same thing when he was playing it and he was just like wow like i never thought about that but now now that i'm thinking about it more it's almost causing me to be more anxious about fishing because previously for him it was just i mean pete's a god so he just he just always caught the fish and so for me Mm -hmm. last night i started just looking down or looking at my computer screen when I was fishing and waiting until I heard the drop and then I pressed A and I was a lot better at it. That and like fishing in in like Pokemon is the same thing because it's all hearing related. Um, I do get anxiety. I'm like, was that uh, a big drop or a little drop? Was that a tug? And I'm just anticipating another bob and it's not always a like in sync, the exact same second distance between each bob. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, I'm gonna freaking go crazy. Don't watch Sekiro while you're doing it because, like, I'm trying to parry with my right hand mm-hmm. and I'm trying to listen for a thing. So, like, sometimes I click catch, <laughs> catch while I'm, like, trying to parry the stream I'm watching. Yeah. But, yeah, it's also the sound really helps once you start doing that. Yeah, so, Zach, it's like is a that low the... anxiety version of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Is that the strategy yeah. you use, Zach? Yeah, I exclusively close my eyes whenever I'm fishing now. Once you see that it's honed in. But... And now I've found, like, I was trying to watch a YouTube video at the same time as I was fishing, but I was like, oh, this is hell. I have to keep pausing this video so I can hear it properly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can't I can't watch anything while I'm fishing. That's out of the picture. And I can't listen. Even, like, having, when I was talking to my brother on the phone while doing it, like, him just talking would throw me off sometimes. Really? Okay. Because he so, typically... Like, <laughs> I need to be isolated for that. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes perfect sense, and I'm, I'm very kind of right there with you. I mean, I'll watch, like, a Pete stream just because most of the time he's relatively chill or he's playing a chill game, but if he is playing, like, last night he was playing some Predator multiplayer game, like, oh. Predator, like, Schwarzenegger movie, um, so, like, I couldn't watch him play that because it was just such heightened intensity that it was just causing me to keep losing my fish, so. But. So, I will say, in terms of a, a final criticism that I had, that uh, in New Leaf, 
they had the island minigame thing. Yeah. Which I was always like, man, they really need to expand on that. Like, I don't feel like that's enough. And then I go over to New Horizons, and there's n- literally nothing <laughs> that, that is actually in what? place to do with friends. Like, you just come over to each other's islands, and you have to arbitrarily, like, artificially make up your own games or just fish together. There's no actual activities you can do. I would really like to see a full, like, multiplayer, even if it's like a DLC thing, just add on for actual activities to do, whether it be something like just mini games on an island, or I always I was always thinking it would be cool to be able to go on those to those random islands with people too. Yeah, like yeah. at least be able to do stuff together. Because like the, when they teased it in the trailer, it was like you can just have friends come over and you can all chop down trees and gather materials together. It'll be great. <laughs> but it's like no, no one wants to do that really. Well, yeah, and because that's like when Zach, you've messaged me a couple of times, like, "Hey, can I come over to your island?" It's like, no, I'm kind of doing my daily activities right now, and it's like you don't want to, you don't want to be in my town like while I'm doing that. I mean, that's just the daily monotony of chopping down your trees or getting collecting wood, selling your fruit, and stuff like that. Um, I will say, Zach, that one night you came to my island, it was fun when we kind of were just running around the island, and whenever we saw a fish, we'd both cast, and then whoever got it first, you know, you won that fish. But to your point, you can, fun, only, yeah. you can only do that for so long where it kind of grows a little stale. So to have something to kind of mix it up, I actually don't remember the minigames in New Leaf, but I, I love the sound of that. Yeah, I don't think I ever played them. I, w- I was watching a video on them, though. They w- that would be fun. Um, I don't like being able to not change stuff on your island, like drop items or change your house. Me too. Oh, like definitely. If, so if someone gave me a wallpaper, I want to put it on and see if it looks good. Yeah, but there's a lot of like entity change. If you put something on, like you change your wallpaper, it takes off a lot of your entities on your wall. Mm. So that might yeah. cause, I don't know, connection or lag or something. Because I know I had a like all of those um, records on our wall, my wall. Yeah, and I changed a wallpaper, and it based off of the wallpaper having some depth or having a specific texture based off the them type. All off. It, took them all off interesting um so that might be some limitation counter to it yeah um but i i don't know i I, hopefully they expand it and that and so another thing about the online thing i guess maybe some some criticisms about the online is just that um i don't like not being able to have a conversation with someone while someone's trying to enter or leave my island like that shouldn't disrupt the connection where i'm talking to tommy or timmy selling a few things and then it's like hey please close conversations so someone can get out of here or someone can enter Mm -hmm. it just seems like such a minor thing maybe in the programming of the game there was some code glitch that they just couldn't correct but it still just seems so minor to me yeah and i mean with the review bomb of based off of some of the save types and some of the online lacking Mm -hmm. i mean i don't condone review bombing but maybe it'll change Based yeah. off of that, the not maybe not the best way of going about it, but yeah. that criticism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we've been you talking. Will, oh, go ahead, Zach. I mean, that's the biggest thing. If like they were able to do that, that's just kind of a testament to how Nintendo is still behind the game. Because there's no way they should make it that much of a production. Whenever someone enters, whenever someone leaves, everybody has to stop and watch this graphic as they're coming in yeah it takes like 30 seconds and then 
like it should be seamless i feel like and they yeah. should give more options to be able to like kick one person off the island if you want because if you have like five people on an island and one's being problematic you have to end the whole session to be able to to get them out yeah uh stuff like that because i was thinking even just of like games to do like i'm a big survivor fan i was like it would be cool to do a little survivor game on my island Mm-hmm. Which I still kind of want to do, but it's like so many of the ideas I had. It's like, well, that's not going to work because it's not practical. They would have to kick themselves out. I can't like kick them out, and then that's not going to work because they'd have to pick up something, and they're not allowed to pick things up on the island. I'm not allowed to pick things up while people are there. Yeah, like move furniture and stuff. But like even doing that would help a lot. But or even like locators of where people are on their island. Yeah. Like, hey, Rusty's over here. I'm like, cause I'm running around his island, like trying to find him. I can't, yeah, I can't tell you the number of times Zach or whoever I've been visiting has been visiting me. It's like, hey, where the heck are you? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no representation on the map of where that character is. So that that's another frustration. And like last night, um, Jason Heine was streaming uh, with, with Steph, his girlfriend, and he just opened the gates to his island and said, hey, uh, as long as we're friends on, on Switch, come on in, you know, come as you go. And so I ended up stopping by and there was six of us total on the island. Um, but I was like the third one there. So then as Zach was saying earlier, we had to watch three more people land. And it was just, <laughs> by the time the third, by the, time the, by the time the last person landed, I was almost ready to leave. Yeah. But I didn't want to disrupt the game again. So I kind of hung around for a little <laughs> longer. <laughs> So well, you you left my island real quick. Like I had I had this one wild night where there was like five people on my island. We were doing all sorts of shenanigans, and I ended up. This is what kind of inspired me to do a survivor thing, is that we ended up uh, me and this one other dude I invited. Well, a couple of us just grabbed onto this one thing, and it just became a, a an endurance competition basically, like in Survivor, where you just hold on to something for as long as you can. So we were just holding on to this, like, I forget what it was, but we were all just, just holding the A button, holding it down as long as we can. That's awesome. And, uh, and But then I was that's when I was, like, inviting you. I was like, come on, Rusty, come join in, because I know when you join, I won't have to hold this button anymore. It'll interrupt it. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, w- I guess I would also like to have a spectator. Um, distinction so like for new people who aren't your friends and join your like whatever the code is you the have dodo code yeah so like people can still shake my trees and like i have a money tree as a decoration mm. but like if i don't know it some rando comes to my island and their first instinct with a money tree is to get thirty thousand yeah. bells <laughs> yeah i'm like I, I better stick to just friends and not like, hey, put your code out there. Well, it's almost like one of those. It's almost like you wish you could configure like like Discord etiquette. You know, you have permissions. Page, yeah, yeah, you have a page on your Discord where it's like, hey, these particular people can do these things. Yeah, and so be able to be able to do that for your your visitors. I think would be really nice. Yeah, because like chopping down trees, I think is not allowed unless you're best friends. Yep, and maybe digging. I think digging is as well. You basically I, can't pull out any tools except for, like, I think, a, a fishing rod. Yeah. Yeah, a net. Yeah, that's it. A net. Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to get you fossils when I was on your island that on the, your cliff, Zach, that first night. And yeah. you're like, I don't want to give you unlimited power. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair. I guess <laughs> you're not getting it was, a T-Rex skull. It was a skull. purely political. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just yeah. the, the logistic. It's a slippery slope. The logistics yeah. of having someone <laughs> yeah. on your island with more power than you. You, yep. you let them dig up some fossils, and then they form an empire and uh, blow up planets with a starship. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I know we've been kind of riding on the negatives of, of Animal Crossing, but um, I think it's no secret that we're well, all... I do hate the games. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're really we can't get past it. that enough. Yeah, um, but I can't <laughs> say enough good things about it either. As Ryan and I gushed last week, and we've we've gushed quite a bit this episode as well. Uh, there's just so much to love about this game, and um, you can't say it enough that it did come at the perfect time. So, yeah, I I don't know what how you're decorating your house, Zach. What I guess what what rooms do you have, and what styles are you going for in those rooms that you have, and what are you thinking of doing? So I currently just have the back room and then one room to the left. Okay. But uh, right now, I always, my thing is I try to upgrade it to the fullest before fully realizing my ideas because then it's like I know what I'm working with here. Yeah. But right now, I just have, I just kind of have a bathroom and then one like with just a a miscellaneous mix of stuff in there. So it's like those are kind of placeholders until I have it fully upgraded and then I can fully work on my vision. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of went the same thing. I'm going for like a realistic house with like an actual bathroom in there. Um, I was inspired by Rusty's house and have like a Japanese like Zen room in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to think because like I bought an upstairs and I turned it into like a gym slash like game room. Yeah, that's like, kind of what I hope to do too. Like at some point. split down the center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I don't know what I want for the basement, but I'm thinking like a kitchen slash like trophy room man cave. Yeah. So like half of it's like a fridge and like a sink and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, um, and then like the other side is like a theater room slash like you have those rewards that you get from in- improving the score of your house and have those everywhere. That'd be but, pretty sweet. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I still have one room that I don't know that right room what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I just have like a violin in there. And like a, a <laughs> guitar, and I'm like, that's a really shitty Sick. music room. And yeah, you make like, like a <laughs> little mini recording studio or something. I yeah, know Jason I, Heine. He um, he had this really sick room, and it was seriously he had like a drum set, like two guitars, bunch of amplifiers, a couple record stations, um, like pretty much every instrument you could think of. He somehow managed to obtain already, because wow. I mean he is an audio producer or um, musician, if you will. So. Um, to see that room was really cool because everyone, obviously, someone whipped out their ocarina and was playing the ocarina, yeah. and everyone else was just like bang, like banging <laughs> on the different instruments. Um, cool. I will say that like even though there aren't mini games, you really can find really just simple, unique ways of entertaining yourselves. Yeah. Um, like yeah. yesterday when I visited Jason's place, he somehow the island that he picked has this little patch of land surrounded by water in the middle of the island. So he's just outfitted it with like three different, um, he has like a smoker, a barbecue um, grill, he has a pizza oven, he has a fortune teller store thing, uh, it's like a, a help yourself fortune teller thing. And so we just sat around the fire, there were six of us, we were all sitting on logs and chairs just staring at the fire. We weren't talking, we weren't yeah. doing anything, we were just sitting there, you know? And I, I commented on his Twitch stream and I just said this is what Animal Crossing is all about. You know, just a bunch of people coming together and just chilling. Yeah, after I saw that, I'm like, all I've done is work to upgrade my house slash, like, inside. And I'm like, 
That sounds so cool to outside or like upgrade the outside stuff, but I don't have any. Nothing's popped up in my shop for like a smoker or a grill or that kind of stuff. So I guess the real question is, Zach, do you have anything in your catalog <laughs> that's like outside exterior stuff that I can oh, buy? Oh yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've got a barbecue. I've got a smoker. Okay. Yeah, other such things. Okay, we might need a. I might need to come over. We can run through that, and I'll toss you some bells. Because <laughs> I, I'm trying to like. I've got a bonfire and like four log benches that I just put out before this, and I'm like, that's as basic DIY as it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. you got all these cool, unique stuff that I'm like yet to find. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it, a lot of it comes with luck with balloons. Like, you came into my room and you saw the pinball machine I have. It looks awesome. And you're like, dude, I need that. Can you somehow send me the recipe or duplicate? You didn't say duplicate the item, but, you know, I need that in my house. And I'm like, dude, I shot down a balloon and it was just there. Yeah. You know, I just got luck of the draw kind of thing. Um, so I do like that quite a bit because I wouldn't be having as much fun if you just had all the cool stuff and you came over to my place and you were like, yeah, I had that a week ago. It's fun that however they created the game it's 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 as such that everyone's kind of finding unique things so that when you visit someone's island it's just like whoa where'd you get that that's so cool like i want that um because that wow factor is really what's it's part of animal crossing it's inherent to being able to brag and show off the latest cool thing that you got yeah no i went to that's why i think i think the updates will be will be really important because uh Without that, I think in like a year, you'll just have be at a point where everyone's like, yeah, I have that already. I yeah. Just, and everybody will, will have all the stuff by then, so it won't be as exciting. But if you get some more updates in there, it could get make things more interesting. Yep. yep. Yeah. I agree. No, that'll definitely be the longevity of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what else like other things are going to add to it, like features and stuff. I just can't wait till it snows. Yeah, like Christmas or like time? the rose blossoms and that kind of stuff. Yeah, for like spring. That's yeah, gonna be great. So to tie back into the the Nintendo Direct, there was a, a very brief thing. They obviously talked about the Bunny Day thing, but mm-hmm. they made a very brief comment that caught my attention because, well, first of all, they said there will be an update later in April, yeah, which will have. Uh, it says, and I quote, "Usher in some new features." Hmm. And then also we'll have Earth Day, with which will bring back Leaf, which is a character that was missing. That sloth from guy. Leaf. Yeah. What did he do? So first of all, I didn't expect them to bring him back for a holiday. He was the uh, the gardener. He had like a little gardening store where, <laughs> which okay. just had flowers and trees and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, nice. And uh, but it really caught my eye that he or my attention that they said usher in some new features because I'm like oh that's it gives me optimism that they'll actually do some game changing stuff with the updates potentially kind of like with Smash Bros whenever they do an update for a character they'll also change some tweak some things here and there yeah yeah or Monster Hunter they're going two years on like they have an entire lineup of new things for like this entire year yeah it's awesome so like. I would love to see Animal Crossing supported because it was it's a lot easier on Switch mm-hmm. than it is on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and I, well, like, I think like Smash is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have a lot of confidence just seeing how they've continued to pump out great content, not good like subpar, like great content for Smash since yeah. since its release. 
I have nothing but confidence that they'll do the same for Animal Crossing. Yeah, I would love new shops. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not even oh, just yeah. bringing Adding, back... like, big things like that would be nice. Yeah, not even just, like, bringing back old shops. Like, new shops we've never seen before with, like, unique shopkeepers that, like, say they oh, make yeah. another, like, Animal Crossing down the road. We're hyped to get those old slash new ones to this game shopkeepers Kind of like the new Isabel. Yeah, yeah, new Isabel, new... Not Nook, but like the porcupine for the um, clothes shop. Yeah, an underground character that that becomes iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I want the the groundhog to yell at me for shutting off my console without saving correctly. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, I will say that I do have ideas for for two of my rooms. Okay, let's see. One One of them I want to make a podcast studio. That's amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, it's named after Tarkron, so I feel like that would be appropriate. So get like, uh, I still haven't seen all the furniture, obviously, so I don't even know how much of it I can really realize with it, but have some sort of setup going on there. That'd be okay. sweet. And then nice. uh, my other room, are just, I love KK Slider, so I want to have a room dedicated to to him and like have all his music hanging up and everything. Yep, that's kind of what Ryan and I are going for now. At least I know my room is is very similar to that. I mean, I've already covered the whole wall, all four sides, with just the records. Um, and every day there I buy go. two of them so I can register one song and throw another one up on the wall. It's just um, each cover is so wildly distinct from the other. It's really pretty amazing how they were able to do that. And I like that they play off of, like actual movies yeah, one of them was like a film noir it was almost like a yeah. casablanca or something like that there was one that was based off like the starcraft like fox and falco and was... i think it was adventure you say starcraft or star fox star fox yeah. <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> yeah a little bit different uh star fox that's sweet so you have like you know the lineup of those five like pilots mm-hmm. like the toad and stuff it's like the dog and some of the nook characters that's pretty cool and it's like set up with like a city in the bottom and the it's a really good theme mm-hmm. that's awesome i love the mm. podcast studio idea zach that's really sweet yeah yeah good stuff yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more on Animal Crossing. I again having such a good time with it. It's definitely going to be a game I play pretty much every day, even if it's just for a quick thirty minutes to find my my latest fossils and you know sell some of my fruit. But yeah, um, I will, I will say that I really was before the game come out came out. I was like, I want to get us all together, like me, Rusty, Ryan, Alec. Lauren, everybody in one. And then it was like the stars were about to align for a moment. <laughs> and then just like <laughs> Alex plane crashed on the way over or something because <laughs> it just disrupted the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I think and he never made it. Lauren was in a different room, right? Yeah. So we have our internet connection doesn't extend into our bedroom. So Lauren, if she's in there um, playing, <laughs> typically it'll get disrupted. So we absolutely need to make that happen. And I know when us three were playing, Zach, you, me, and Alec, we um we did a group photo on the beach and i think those group photos are so fun to do and so important it'd be fun to find like whoever's island we're on we go to the same location every time and across either all four seasons or like once a month whatever it ends up being so we can catalog and see like 
month over month or season over season, how our characters' appearances have changed, just the different background, you know, based on the mm-hmm. setting of how the islands changed and things like that. I think it'd be really fun to kind of have that progression of photos. Yeah. yeah. Or even like cheesy shit, like a white elephant at Christmas, like you get each other a, a leaf and see what item they That'd give you. That'd be awesome you. too. Or like, I was thinking about like fishing contests where you see like you get 10 fish and you sell them and whoever has the highest amount gets both bells, like that kind of stuff to mm. make the fishing experience not so much like you're just trying to fish mm-hmm. and grind, but some kind of fun to it. Yeah. No, I think the... Yeah, uh, I, kind of, I kind of do something like that with my brother where we just, we go through until one of our inventory is full. Yeah. And then after that, we sell all our stuff and whoever has the most bells is the winner. That's why so we never did the combining thing would be interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just more contests and like fun little mini games that you can create. And I think as time passes past the first week, It'll be interesting to see what people come up with mm-hmm. as people have their islands more established. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. to it. We'll say I'm I'm terrified to go to Ryan's island. You should be from 50 hours later. You should be, um, especially his house. <laughs> it's it's kind of nuts. It looks like he's been playing. His house looks like what my house will look like in like six months. So nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay. I don't Just really don't know. even. Try I don't. Me. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say like. What could I say that would even like partly justify nothing? I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like what my house. Yeah, you're like. you're you're a cheater. So mm. That's all <laughs> yeah. you you caught me. You time traveling monster. Time traveling scum. Yep. Yo, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, Chrono You'd be put to death on my island for that. <laughs> yeah. Stricter rules. That would be pretty sweet if you could get a guillotine as a. Uh, as an item, yeah, having your like your town square. Could you? I mean, I just like the idea that Alex's internet was so bad that he just crashed the whole thing when he came in. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, because I like restarted at the uh, the Dodo Airport. It was like, wait, what just happened? I know. <laughs> what the heck? Um, yeah, but uh, but I don't have anything else. I might save my Final Fantasy 15 thoughts for maybe next week. I'm not sure if you guys played anything else this week, but we're almost nearing the uh, two and a half hour mark. Oh wow! You're like five hours in now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been a fun episode. I mean, are yeah. you guys you guys good calling it here? Yeah. Zach, sure. any, anything else you sure. want? Any parting words? Anything else you want to talk about? I will say that I I do enjoy the TV show Lost. I will say that. Excellent. And when Ryan finishes it again, he's in season three now. We will absolutely have you back on to do a deep dive in all things Lost if you're willing and interested. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, if I were ever to get a tattoo, I think my first tattoo would be the numbers. That'd be really cool. cool. And I hope you're not being, like, joking. I think that would actually be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm serious. That would be (laughs) just, like, a subtle thing, like, on the the back or just a tiny spot, you know? What is it? 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42? Yeah. Those are the numbers. Because that's like that's so, it's so binging. subtle that it's not like in your face what it is. Like you literally have to know what it's from to even get the reference. Yeah, no, I I love that. I think that's fantastic. It's Lost is such a terrific show. I I can't wait to gush about it. There's just definitely a lot to unpack there. Um, so we will definitely get to that at a later episode, a later date. We'll have you on for that, Zach. It'll be good times. But 
Definitely want to thank you for joining us. Loved having you on, you know, picking your brain about the GameCube, Animal Crossing, and all that fun stuff. But uh, why don't you plug your uh, your show? I call it the Tarkaron Podcast. It's actually just Tarkaron, but yeah. uh, I, I self-titled it, I suppose. But why don't you plug your stuff? Yeah, it's a Tarkaron. It's Tarkaron, the YouTube channel, <laughs> the multimedia conglomerate franchise. LLC. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only reason is strictly not a podcast podcast is because that we do some reaction stuff mm-hmm. and that but i do have podcast feeds is on all the different podcast platforms so if that's easier for you, you can use that but you can just look up tarkron t-a-r-q-a-r-o-n on youtube i also have a youtube channel which is just my name zach archer which i haven't done anything on for a while but i do have plans to do stuff with it excellent and, and i mean that's pretty much everything. I mean, I, I'm on social media, underscore Zach, underscore Archer, underscore. <laughs> All right. Twitter, All right. Instagram. <laughs> so there's that. Nice. Good stuff, man. Well, again, thank you for joining us. We definitely appreciate having you on as a guest. I mean, honestly, it seems like we've been talking for a half an hour, and it's it's two and a half hours. So um, good times. So. Thank you, Zach, for being on, and thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Otaka Brothers. Again, you want to write into the show, you can at otakabrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Send us a question, an audio question, anything that makes the show better. Ryan, Tell any- Rusty to play Mario Odyssey. Hey, now, calm down, people, all right? As soon yeah, as I- it's right? the end of March, right? So yeah. the, the challenge is ending. Jesus, finish it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's not that long of a game. I know it's not. As soon as I um, bring back Rusty's retro re- recommendation, we'll we'll, uh, we'll play uh, Mario Odyssey. All right, so just hang in there. See you never. You were you were so confident that you would finish it. I was, I was, and then now who has salad on their face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, me. I uh, yeah, I just uh, I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna make excuses for myself. I just uh, <laughs> I didn't execute. So you did not perform. I did not perform. When you needed to. Everyone needed me. The team needed me most, and I just, I you failed them. the ball. I failed them. So, um, on that right. depressing note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, peer pressure for the night or for yeah. the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. If you want to join the Discord, a lot of fun discussion going on there. You can go to the Discord. The link is in the show notes. Free. Just click the link, and you'll automatically be added to the we'll talk about the server. We'd love to have you in there. And that's all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Ryan and I will be back next week with a potential special guest. Remains to be seen. I still need to to reach out to that individual to see if he's still on board. But signing off, thank you, everyone, for listening. Ryan, any parting words? Yeah, have a uh, good week. Stay safe and healthy and COVID-free. That's right. Stay safe, people, and social distance as much as possible. See ya. Bye.